1: This is the In This League Fantasy Podcast Network. In This League Fantasy Basketball Podcast, online at InThisLeague.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud today. Now, here's your host, Bogman and the Welsh. And welcome into the In This League Fantasy Basketball <laughs> episode 116. I am the Welsh. That's Bogman. And uh, I just ate some garlic.
2: Yeah, garlic. Uh, This uh, is the best day of my life. It's like (gasps) an an Oscar acceptance speech. I have a lot of people I'd like to thank. Uh, First of all, I'd like to thank Bleacher Report for in, uh, I believe it was July saying that The Sixers are more likely to trade Noel than Okafor. And for me, and I'd also like to thank myself for believing that report. And uh, also, not living through all of the uh, rumors Okafor is going here, he's going there. I was actually prepared to eat garlic, and I didn't have to. So, uh, what a great day. So,
1: um, I am fresh, fresh off, and I say fresh, I mean raw fresh, off of (laughs) eating two pieces of raw garlic live on Periscope on Twitter that I don't know if you're listening to this, if it's still available, but we recorded the whole thing and we're going to post it for the ITL army. It actually might be on our YouTube page. Everyone can potentially find it. If you really want to find it, I know we'll be posting it to uh, the, the ITL army. I don't know if we'll make it private, but it'll be a part of our YouTube page, youtube.com slash in this league. But yes, I lost a bet. Oh, (laughs) To Bogman. Oh, yeah, that was, that was close. It was close. That was really close, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. I can't even. I'm not lying here. Uh, I lost to Bogman. A ridiculous bet that I should have had. Why would the 76ers trade Nerlens Noel? So well? It's ridiculous. But they traded Nerlens so well, Noel, not Jaleel Okafor. And we actually, if you <laughs> if you listen to it, we did for the first time in a long time. We did a second show during the week. We did a trade deadline special with uh, you know the most appropriate music by the way this hello darkness my old friend and we um, you know we talked about the horrible horrible news that Nerlands and well was traded and I had to lose the bet yes it would have been Bogman would have had to eat four pieces that would have been amazing
2: four pieces of raw garlic i don't think i don't oh. know if four pieces of raw garlic I, would I'm telling have you right now I didn't mean to interrupt as... you Bogman
1: okay. the, when you said garlic I got, like, goosebumps. I got chills <laughs> that sent up my spine.
2: Residual effects. I it, love this it. This is
1: PTSD. PTSG is what it uh, is. Post-traumatic, gar- post-traumatic garlic. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I, I don't think that four pieces for me would have been as bad as two pieces for you, which made it better for everyone watching. Yeah. So everyone watching, you're welcome. You're welcome that I made this bet. You're welcome that I doubled up on it at the end. I may be patting oh, myself man. on the back a little bit too much, but uh, still, you're welcome.
1: Nothing nothing made me more mad than that we the week before it happened that we doubled down. <laughs> like Nothing made me more mad as I followed the trade deadline. Then yes. uh, I went and I did uh, a live broadcast with hoop-ball.com where we talked about it on their freaking broadcast for trade deadline. <laughs> so we had lots of trade deadline coverage over there. And then we did our trade deadline special, which you can go listen to. There's some funny moments in there, which it was Bogman and I's kind of uh, reaction to um, the, the implications of what happened in the trade. But what we're doing today, we're not eating garlic because I've already done that. But we're going to talk to a couple people that will be eating garlic. Today, <laughs> we're changing up the format and we're doing the Fantasy Basketball Fantasy Forum with Jonas Nader and... Mike Gallagher of Roto World. All four of us are going to be on together. And uh, only one of all four don't need to eat garlic. And it's Bogman, surprisingly. Because Gallagher and Nader both joined me in that bet. And they both lost.
2: Idiot! God, so stupid.
1: And actually, when all is said and done, Nader may have the worst of it. But uh, (laughs) uh, just in a little bit, just in a tiny, tiny bit, Nader and uh, Gallagher will be joining us in this it fantasy basketball forum
2: any better. Does it make you feel any better that other people also have to eat garlic? Um, you're no, not the only loser.
1: It's, it doesn't, it would be like, no. it would be like I'm sitting in a hospital bed with a bullet in my leg. And it'd be like, does it make you feel better that like four other people got shot? And I'd be like, no, <laughs> because this hurts. <laughs> Give me morphine, please. <laughs> it um, was, it was yeah, a tenuous situation, that. Bogman. Like, I'm telling you, I'm sitting here, two pieces of garlic, which the smell, like, it was like some people, like, like Colt, Colt in the ITL Army was like, this is getting uh, like way oversold. I'm like, maybe, but I hate garlic. It's not like, like, oh, whatever. I've just never had raw garlic. Like some, like, no, I hate garlic. I hate onions. I hate garlic and I hate pickles.
2: You don't like like garlic toast? Like just regular. No, 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 no.
1: That's fine. I'll eat garlic toast, but like. I don't want chunks of garlic. There's a difference between chunks of garlic and, like, garlic, like, sprinkled. You know what I mean? Like, like Alfredo pasta from, like, like uh, uh, Olive Garden. It has some garlic in it. That's okay.
2: Okay. I'll have, like, bread that has cheese and, like, pieces of cooked garlic in it. And I like that stuff. Like, I I don't, like, it gives me a horrible heartburn, so I don't have it that much, but I do like it when I eat it. So that's why I feel like, this won't be as bad for me as it was for you. But I could be completely wrong because I used to – when I worked at the grocery store, I know I've told you this story 100 times, but the listeners don't know. When I worked at a grocery store, I used to pay the new baggers five bucks to eat a habanero pepper because they're dumb and they don't know how hot a habanero what pepper a is. What a sick but human
1: being you are, by I, the way. I, I
2: actually had one kid say to me, how hot can a pepper be? And <laughs> I was like, well – Let's find out, $5 buddy. Here's 5 bucks. Yeah. It's five. yeah, but you don't. What I'm a giving, sicko I'm, you are, by the oh, way. You're like I'm $5. $5. The youth of this nation, uh, a life lesson. That's a life lesson they get. That's worth way more you're than that. You're like some 50
1: year old millionaire going to, like, you know, young, first and up and coming hookers, and you're like, please step on my balls for me. Oh,
2: my God. No, yeah. oh, you're yeah, horrible. What, what a transition. Yeah, all the. Yeah, I, I'm. i pull a prank on some guys now all of a sudden i'm a sexual predator it rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again (laughs) i think you might go a little too far on that
1: you're a sicko so uh lebron james he did the garlic bet we extended it over a couple months on our podcast and unfortunately this sob won and i paid for it and i did it on live video and it'll be up on our youtube and uh jonas nader mike gallagher will be paying for it by the way they should have sponsored this, but at least they sponsored this podcast. They should have sponsored the whole garlic bit there. It's no halftime. Go check out no halftime using our promo code ITL16 today. You can get in on player versus player matchups. Player versus player matchups. These aren't whole teams. These aren't salaries. These aren't year-long stuff. This is getting up on a on a Thursday and saying, I think Russell Westbrook is going to have a better day than James Harden. I think that DeMarcus Cousins is going to be bigger than Carl anthony Towns. And you can put money on it, or...
2: No scripts. I, I think that's the biggest thing absolutely. with no halftime. You can play against an expert, but it's almost a 50-50 shot, man. There's no scripts in this involved. There's no professionals that can come and swindle your money out of you. It's not going to be the 14% that win the money with no halftime. Well, this it's also...
1: You, you nailed it, dude. And there's also not like, you know, one person has put out... 12 bets that one person is accepting it's just one you think this guy will do better than this guy you can go and find and accept challenges or you can create them yourselves and you can wait for people to accept them you can do it for free you can do it for money you can create private kind of leagues around it and using our promo code itl16 not only if you've never used them will they give you ten dollars when you do it they will match your first deposit 100 up to a hundred dollars It's a very, very cool app. They've been working on an eSports app. They're working on updates as well. No Halftime is in the front and center of the fantasy sports game. Check them out at NoHalftime.com. Download the app for your Android or Apple device because No Halftime, where the fantasy sports season never takes a break, like Ben Simmons is doing, who's not playing. (laughs) He's taking an extended break. (laughs) All this season. All of us who sat there and were like, "Oh man, I'm going to get Ben Simmons.
2: I'll get him for the fantasy playoffs." Nope. I even kind of scoffed like when people said, "I don't even know if Ben Simmons is going to play this year." Like I knew it was a, a like a real situation that could happen because I mean, the Sixers have tanked how many 8 million years in a row. So, we it talked about that on the surprising. deadline
1: special box. You and I specifically yeah. said this before the news came out. We were like, "Man, they're going to shut him down and it might lead to Joel and Bean getting shut down."
2: Yeah, and it's it's unfortunate, but I, I get, at this point in the season, if he hasn't played, it's not that surprising, right? Well, so it's it not sucks. that it's not surprising. I, I it just sucks, leagues, sucks so just
1: man. Yeah. It sucks ass. You, you did it. I did it in a league. You can't hold him in any redraft league because it's done. And, I mean, keeper leagues are whatever, I suppose, and hopefully you were able to make good pickups throughout. But the whole idea and process behind Ben Simmons – you're taking this guy for the playoffs and you're going to get a true stuff and things guy and they pulled the rug right out from under us like right at the the trade deadline right at the trade luckily though you guys have like a couple days to recoup with the trade deadline. But what I mean, Ben Simmons has zero value in redraft. So you're going to have to try to go and make a last ditch effort move, which hopefully, by the way, we're going to be able to help you find who that player is with Mike and Jonas here in a little bit. But it's, it sucks, man. It sucks when Ben Simmons gets shut down for the whole year, another 76 or first round pick. But actually, Chris Paul is back. Like, Chris Paul is playing and Ben Simmons is out. And I probably would have put money I, – I don't know if I would have put garlic down. But I might have put money down to say that Chris Paul would be hurt at this point and Ben Simmons would be back.
2: I, I agree with that. I completely agree with that. Well, what do you think – let's go back to Simmons real quick and with the, the keeper leagues. Uh, there's a couple days left before most trade deadlines. Hopefully your trade dead, deadline hasn't passed Let's say you're in a keeper league and you hold Ben Simmons, but you want to win this year and you think you have a real opportunity. Are you going to trade Ben Simmons? And what's like the lowest type of player you would take for Ben Simmons in a keeper league?
1: Well, I mean, I think it, I, it's, it's worth exploring. I don't think that's even a question. It's worth exploring. Absolutely. If you're trying to win, compensation's a whole nother deal. You know who the – the, this is the first person that jumped in my mind. Jay Crowder. Bay Crowder. Bay okay. Bay, Bay Crowder was. I the first I feel like player. that's
2: going too low.
1: I do too. I totally do too. But that's the first player that jumped to my mind because you're not going to go get Embiid or Porzingis or I don't know Millsap. You you're get not going. Middleton. Do. No, I don't.
2: Mm.
1: If I if I could get Middleton, I would do it in a heartbeat.
2: That's who came into my mind. I mean, he's he's coming off the injury this year. Heartbeat. Uh, yeah, I I think I might too. It's just that Simmons is. He's been talked up, you know, since he was in high school, and he has just, uh, you know, a super high ceiling. I know some people don't agree with that, but how about uh, this? I just, I'm really excited about him,
1: Trevor Ariza. I would, yeah, yeah, I, I would. You're contending it, top three. Uh, you have Ben Simmons. You trade him for Trevor Ariza. Mm, I don't think I'd do it for Ariza. Oh, uh, I mean, I get it.
2: Yeah, I don't think I would either. Not this year. He hasn't. He hasn't been as good as we thought he was going to be this year. Drew Holiday. He's still been good though. I think I would do it for Drew. I think I would.
1: I would too. I think Drew put. Okay, how about this one?
2: How is that about the line? This is the one?
1: Drew line? No. How about this one? Nerlens Noel. I would do that. I would take Noel. I think Noel's the line, especially
2: if I'm a bad free throw team. Especially if I'm a bad. I free
1: think throw Drew team. Holiday is above Nerland's Noel. I think Nerlens Noel. Is the Mendoza line for Ben Simmons? Because are you going to go in? Are you going to trade Ben Simmons for Rubio?
2: Absolutely not.
1: Absolutely not. You're not going to do it for Gallinari. Would you do it for Tobias Harris? No. Nope. No. Nope. Not doing that crap. Um, okay. Oh, here's one. Oladipo. <laughs> uh,
2: I think I would trade him for Oladipo. Maybe. Maybe. I think I would. Maybe. I would. I would definitely do that.
1: All right. Well. Uh, Ben Simmons shut down for the entire season. It sucks. And, uh, you know, I mean, it it comes back to that argument of safety, you know, risk versus reward. Thought we could get a reward by taking him where you did. Obviously, you did not. Maybe you had the opportunity to trade him earlier. Okay, probably. But uh, we talked about on the trade deadline special probably about two days before he got shut down and it became official.
2: And he's gone. And it's gone. (laughs) <laughs> and he's gone and he's Starts gone. The back of the line. Then we're Ben Simmons for you.
1: If uh, uh real quick, if Andrew Bogut, who was bought out and at this time that we're speaking, he hasn't signed. Do you think there, it, give me the scenario where Andrew Bogut has fantasy value.
2: Tristan Thompson gets hurt. And he signs with the Cavs. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's definitely signing with the Cavs. I think he's, he's doing that. So if Tristan Thompson gets hurt and he can go in and get some boards and, some cheap points and uh, some more minutes than we expected from him, some blocks. Uh, but I mean, you know, the more Bogut plays, the more you got to worry about his free throws because he just can't shoot them. So okay. uh, I think that is the case. But I mean, I, I'm disappointed because the Rockets wanted him. But, uh, you know, nah, he wants to win a ring, and I understand that. So yeah. well, there you go.
1: All right. Well, uh, we've got the Fantasy Basketball Fantasy Forum happening with Jonas Nader and Mike Gallagher from Roto World. What more could you ask for from the Fantasy Basketball world? I mean, you could ask for live streams of eating garlic. Gotcha. <laughs> in this league, we got all of your fantasy needs, be it uh, someone suffering through eating garlic or the best fantasy basketball advice in the land for sure. Go to InThisLeague.com. Check out all of our podcasts, all of our other shows that we're doing. We're in baseball. We've got football going on. We've got NFL draft stuff happening. Bogman just interviewed. Chris Harris from Harris Football, former ESPN guy. Great, great episode. Uh, I just did one with Jim Callis, and we, uh, uh, we did some sleeper prospects for baseball minor league prospects. As well, you can get full apparel we have got the In This League, the Fleek Awakens basketball shirt. We've got baseball. We've got football. We've got a bunch of cool, trendy ITL stuff. And we would love it if you guys would take a moment and go check out the ITL Army, which is in full support of what we do. If you want us to continue the nonsense, you want to, meet, you want to continue me eating garlic, pretty much. That's probably yes. the best sell. Not only <laughs> us doing podcasts, but me eating garlic. Uh, you want to check us out at, at patreon.com slash ITL Army. It supports independent podcasting. Plus, we give you a bunch of extra features like talking to us, extra comedy shows, fantasy uh, chats at the end of the month, and a whole bunch more. But, and get a couple of our best buddies on Jonas Nader, Mike Gallagher. Let's do it. Oh, 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 I'm is crying. That
2: is that down? That's
1: down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, now it's time we bring in. Both of our special guests today for our fantasy basketball post all star break garlic bet extravaganza Sunday, Sunday, Sunday with <laughs> two of our best friends in the entire fantasy industry. It is Mike Gallagher and Jonas Nader from Roto World. Gentlemen, what is going on, Jonas? How are you doing?
3: I'm doing well. How are you guys?
1: I'm disgusted and I feel gross. Mike Gallagher, how I'm are great. you doing?
0: Just fine. Watched a little hoop, got a lot of good basketball today, and hung out with the pup, just chilling.
1: Yeah, you got the you got the new dog, right? how uh, How old is he or she? He's
0: eight weeks today. What's the name? Hanky.
1: Hanky, <laughs> the Christmas pooch. <laughs> Hanky. <laughs> oh, okay. Hanky. By the way, Gallagher, I don't know. You, you didn't acknowledge my tweet, and I'm very disappointed. Where I was sitting in oh, loneliness yeah. the night before my gar- garlic bet alone on the couch, and Spaceballs came on. And I got a little glimmer of happiness that came, in, uh, that came to me. And uh, I tweeted at you because uh, you're the immediate person I thought of when Spaceballs came on. So I want you to know you have that effect on me.
0: I saw that, and I was I was I was in a rush to get my blurbs done last night, and uh, yeah, I, I didn't mean to, so that's my bad. It's okay,
1: it's all right, it's all right. I mean, just my, suffering. My, my, over shorts, here. my
0: shorts, my shorts got twisted. It's
1: all right, best. so <laughs> uh, we've just come off of like we said in the open. Um, I'm you know thirty minutes into off of the uh, garlic bet. I feel disgusting, but guess what? I'm not the only one that's going to be paying up a bet. Mine's over, but Bogman, I'm going to hand it to you because. There's a reason also, not just because these are the two brightest fantasy basketball minds in the industry. That's not the only reason that we bring them on. Not only because we love them, because they lost a bet to my horrible, horrible (laughs) co-host. So Bogman, take Uh, it away. What an
2: introduction to Welsh. I'm sure your breath is fantastic right now. Uh, (laughs) I'm really excited because not, not tonight, but soon, Mike Gallagher and Jonas Nader will also be paying off Gallagher bets. And Jonas, I believe there's a reason why uh, we're not having you do this tonight. And what is that reason?
3: Well, I made two bets, uh, <laughs> <laughs> My other bet was two I have to eat two garlic pieces if Hassan Whiteside isn't shut down by my birthday, and that's March twenty second. And it's not looking good. For uh, me not right looking now.
1: good. <laughs> no. And then you agreed. You took the Okafor Noel bet with me. So you're not gonna do two, di- two different sessions. We're gonna wait till the White Side is going, but pretty much in about a month. You might be on with us eating four pieces of garlic.
3: Yeah, I'm just going to have a full course of four garlics. So it's it's going to be fun. Oh, do you like garlic? Feast. Do you like it? I, li- I like garlic, but I've never had raw garlic, so I'm, I'm a little nervous.
2: So Gallagher – Neither have I, and I don't need to either. Uh, <laughs>
1: guess what? I have. I'm I'm the expert here apparently. I've had two pieces of raw garlic. But Gallagher likes garlic, so this is a problem. Do you eat raw garlic like just whatever? I eat a lot of garlic,
0: man. I'm,
1: I'm I'm down. Yeah, but like not like crushing it and putting it on something. Are you no, like I like
0: mince mince garlic? I'm yeah, good with. Yeah, he cuts it up I'll, like Goodfellas and puts it yeah, in the pasta. Yeah, with a little razor, man. Yeah, sure. I, oh. I, put, I put garlic on anything Italian. I, I go garlic pretty. I hard. wanted to
1: put a razor to my uh, wrists when I had to go <laughs> through that process. So I don't know if everybody got to see it. So just to set the table, that um, the Periscope. I don't know how long Periscope sits. Is like 24 hours or something like that. So. If it is, by the time you're listening to this, it's probably gone. But we also recorded the thing for the ITL Army, and you got Bogman's reactions because uh, <laughs> we wanted to record Bogman's reaction to this whole process. And by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this before, if you saw the Periscope, my wife was so excited. I have been doing this fantasy stuff for years. She has never wanted to sit in on like what I do But me eating garlic, she couldn't have been more excited to sit in my studio to watch me suffer. And she laughed and cried. And she was like, wow, this is great. And I'm like, this is my life. You know, the Welsh, that's
2: what I do. I just bring joy to people everywhere. That's what yeah,
1: I do. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, besides <laughs> all that point, so what we're doing today is we're calling it kind of the fantasy basketball forum. We're we're past the NBA trade trade deadline, which was a little, <laughs> uh, you know, if if we, I think we could all agree on that. We're closing. It was, way,
2: it was not as good as Jonas predicted it was going to be.
1: Yeah,
3: so. no. <laughs> <laughs> Jonas <laughs> had everybody traded it a couple weeks ago. I had 96 trades in the book. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, well, you know, to be fair, though, in classic NBA trade deadline fashion, the biggest trades always happen. Not on the day of, you know, there was lots of rumors of the big trades happening. So the trade deadlines passed. We're, we're closing in on probably where most fantasy leagues have their deadline, and surprisingly, the fantasy playoffs are coming up. So I figured it'd be a good time that we all get together. We've got some questions, we've got some player debates, and we're actually, in kind of skipping what we do in the tip-off, we're going to put this all together here, and we're going to play the blind plays with Jonas, Mike, and Bogman for the Fantasy Basketball Forum, so you can find them over at Roto World. By the way, what do you guys have? Is there anything exciting going on over at Roto, uh, Roto World besides the always exciting stuff?
0: Same old, same old, man. Uh, I wrote a lot of trade breakdowns last week and a couple weeks and podcasts and blurbs. Jonas and I went to town this weekend. Dude, how many blurbs did we do on Friday? I feel like, I feel like, in fr- I feel like we did like 600 blurbs on Thursday <laughs> through Saturday, man.
3: Rough like, estimate, Joe- probably like 250
0: yeah it was crazy like it That's was just like preseason work
3: <laughs> dude it was a lot
0: man a lot of, a lot of like small like we, it was a you know kind of a dead deadline but there are a lot of little moves that changed some things like yeah. even just like bohan getting traded which wasn't a big impact just these little and like even surge i mean there's really big impact which i'm sure we're going to talk about like there's a lot of just every almost what 80 percent of the teams had something happen that change the rotation?
1: Well, like I said, ironically, the biggest moves didn't happen on the NBA trade deadline day. They happened before that, but there were plenty of moves. There was plenty of impact, and Roto World was at the heart of it. You guys are always at the heart of it, and like I said, two of my favorite people. So, first thing I want to do here, before we do anything, you guys have never played this before, and I thought this would be fun, where we play blind plays. So, Mike, Jonas, and Bogman, who plays every week, I pick a couple players. I place out their stats, I round them up, so know that what the stats I'm giving you could be a rounded up number of if it's .16, I'm rounding it up. If it's .14, rounding it down. And I'm going to give you two players, and I'll tell you if it's 14 days, 30 days, or season long. You guys are all, I'm going to ask you all to pick a side, and then I'll each give you two guesses at the uh, person you picked and the person you didn't pick, and then we'll see. And then we'll analyze and talk about uh, the players that that I've done. So, Bogman, Jonas, Mike, are you ready to play Blind Plays?
0: Yeah. Let's do it.
1: Suitor number one, Bogman, (laughs) shooting 44% from the field hoop range, 80% from the free throw line, three threes a game, 17 points, eight rebounds, two assists, three steals, one block, and two turnovers a game. That's is suitor number one. Suitor number two, Bogman. The second suitor. The second suitor, Bogman. (laughs) Sounds like a bathroom code. (laughs) Shooting 55% from the field hoop range. 78 free throw. And by the way, don't any of you be looking for these stats, by the way. Get off your computers. Three and a half threes a game. 25 points. Three rebounds. Four assists. One steal. No blocks. Also two, two turnovers a game. So, To lay it back out for you, suitor number two has the field goal range, field goal percentage by a lot. They're about the same in free throw, about the same in threes, a whole lot of points going to player number two. Player number two also has the uh, rebounds, but player number one has the steals and the blocks. So I'm going to start with you, Bogman. First pick player number one or player number two
2: uh all right uh i think i'm going to pick player number one i'll take the lower field goal percentage and the less threes and points to get those three steals in a block
1: all right so, you so like i'm definitely steals.
2: picking number one
1: yeah elite steals there and this is by the way i should have said this this is over the last 30 days this is the 30-day marker for these two players jonas nader suitor number one or suitor number two what do you like do you like points maybe a little bump and assist and field goal percentage or do you like those threes blocks and uh, free throw percentage
3: um give me suitor number one i got i got the blocks and steals the fancy
1: gold there give me that Uh mike gallagher what do you think
0: yeah based on how he's been playing uh for based on the stats alone i would take him but i think he's going to trend down a little bit so i, I guess the game the game would say <laughs> gallagher's
2: up. already got it he
1: Damn it, Gallagher is. already knows. Yeah. So, so who are you <laughs> taking, Gallagher? You're gonna ruin this. I'm coming to you at the end. Uh, I mean, end.
0: I would still take player number one. Has been stupid good, man. Like,
1: but you're like, gonna go play number with, two?
0: Yeah, I mean, the player number one stats are better. They really are. He's shooting the ball much better than he usually has. Um, and we yeah. would say thirty
1: days is a is a decent marker. This isn't like seven days or two weeks. Yeah. This is an entire month.
0: Yeah, he had he like he had like a stretch that was like seven games straight where he had. A-
1: damn it you team. know exactly who this is you're horrible <laughs> oh, exactly yeah. all right so who so who are you picking one or two yeah
0: i'll take, I'll take one stats for sure like okay steals are ridiculous if you okay. take a steal goal percentage out i think he's actually number one in nine cat
1: okay so <laughs> let's definitely not go to <laughs> gallagher first here because Gallagher's freaking <laughs> is a mind reader it's the smartest man in all of fantasy so <laughs> let's start with you bogman you you everybody picked player number one here would you like to take i'm going to give you a guess at who you picked and who you didn't pick
2: Uh, I don't think I can guess who I picked, but is player number two Demar Derozan?
1: Wrong. Okay, but you're on the right range. Jonas Nader, would you like to take a guess at who you picked and who you didn't pick?
3: Yeah, I can. I can guess both. I think. Okay. I think player number one is Robert Covington. Bing, 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 Bing. Correct. Harris
1: and wrong. You were. You absolutely are correct, and obviously Gallagher knew this too. Player number one, who all three of you picked. Was Robert Covington with the and the Steals probably gave it away? If you're looking yeah. over the last 30 days, that's the big marker that was the giveaway. But you are incorrect on the player that was not chosen, Jonas. So, Mike, you knew you clearly knew you were freaking breaking <laughs> down the players entire last week before we even said the name. So, you knew the guy that you picked was Robert Covington. But who's the player that was not picked?
0: It was what 25 points.
1: I'll, I'll read it again: 55 yeah. field goal, 78 free throw. Three and a half threes, 25 points, three rebounds, four assists, a steal, no blocks, two turnovers.
0: Hmm. What was the the points again? 25. 25.
1: 25. Um, And then you said how many threes? Three and a half. So these. Three and a half. I
2: I think I might have it. So
1: obviously these are different players, but they're close in the player ranker because they provide you different things.
2: I mean,
0: three and a half, that's got to be. It's only like one of four guys for three and a half steals.
1: Ooh, I'm excited. And
2: three and a no, half. Now let's like Harris over the last week. It's yeah. not three and a half steals though. It's three and a half threes. Three oh, and a half right. threes. That's yeah, right.
1: three and a half threes. One steal, four assists, three rebounds, twenty-five points.
0: I mean, I guess I can only think it's Clay. like Clay's the only guy that comes to mind with the, with the points and threes. <clears throat> <clears throat>
1: incorrect.
2: Throat> The KCP.
1: Uh, Wrong. Any last guess? This is exciting with three people.
2: For the last 30 days?
1: Last 30 days. I
0: don't
1: know. All right, I'm going to give it.
0: I think Steph Curry has more than that.
1: With Uh, 55% uh, field uh, goal. Remember, these these are rounded up a little bit, by the way. So 55 field goals, 78 free throw, three and a half threes, 25 points, three rebounds, four assists, a steal, and two turnovers a game. For the last 30 days is Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal, uh, nice. Boom. So everybody, <laughs> I should have known that. I should have
0: known
2: that.
1: I know everybody. I didn't picked think wh- he was that high on threes though. Everybody picked Robert Covington over
2: Bradley Beal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, for 30 days. I mean, uh, Co- Covington has been playing great. I mean, is he going to keep this up, guys? I
3: don't know. I mean, think if so. Embiid's out, if Embiid's out, he will. Okay. How long so do, so do we
2: think Embiid? Be- yeah, yeah. How,
1: how do we buy this? I mean, uh, like you two lay this out for me real quick. We just all picked Robert Covington, who for all intents and purposes took a, uh, a boost with ben simmons being out and you've got you know the the stretch and the the three and the four position kind of open and covington has taken a bigger role in this team could you buy covington over beal rest of season
0: no i can't i mean i, I
3: still wouldn't buy him over beal just because the wizards are in the playoff hunt and covington isn't so that's the thing that that worries me the most okay
0: and Covington's really hot because, as we mentioned, those injuries. But Kurt, he's going to be really good uh, without – or suddenly so. But he's going to take a ton of threes. I think he's taken like 10 threes a game in the last like five, four or five games. Uh, and like we mentioned, the steals are just stupid high right now. Um, but that's going to trend down. I mean, we, we've seen Thaddeus Young do this. Jonas and I talk about this all the time. Just those hot streaks and steals. He's going to be really good. He's going to be probably like two and change. But, man, three steals a game, that's that's something special. So. Yeah, he's he's gonna turn down. I but Beal's legit. I mean, Beal the fifty five percent, like you said. No doubt. I think he's sixty. I think he's like sixty six true shooting with the other threes and the free throws and stuff, which is just crazy. Um, but yeah, Beal's for real, man. That whole that whole ankle tibia fibula thing is all good. It's fibula, so Ooh, I I'm am... I'm buying Beal hard.
1: I am having residual garlic effects right now. So <laughs> deep breath here for a minute, guys. I'm who I am. I had a moment there when Gallagher was just beautifully talking about Bradley Beal. And I was like, I'm going to throw up on my microphone. So
2: uh, I'm going to take a deep uh, breath. I didn't know you're such a Beal hater. Uh, yeah, no, no, no yeah, exactly. Idea.
1: Okay. So a fantastic job. You guys, uh, uh, props to Nader and to Gallagher for just right on Covington. And I got you with Bradley Beal and we all pick Covington over Beal. So, Second contest for believe, our. I still don't
0: believe he said three and a half threes though.
1: I'm looking at I mean, it right now. Thirty days. Up. Thirty days. No, he has three and a half threes over the last thirty days. I'm looking at it. Not even rounded up. That's okay. why I left it because I don't. I don't like when it's a half. I don't want to round up or down. I just want to mark it. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The only thing I rounded up with him really was like the assist. because he was three point six. That was the major roundup of all of his stats actually. So. Contest number two on Blind Plays. Bogman, 47% from field hoop range, 76 free throw, two and a half threes, 27 points, six rebounds, two and a half assists, one steal, one block, three turnovers a game. That is suitor number one. Suitor number two. No second suitor? The second suitor. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Shooting 41%. I was all concentrating the... trying to figure out who these guys are. I know, I know. Well, I'm waiting for the bit here. Come on. It's a bit, boggling. 41% <laughs> from the field hoop range. 90 from the free throw range. Two threes a game. 20 points. Seven rebounds. Three assists. One steal. No blocks. Also, three turnovers, a game. That is your contest. Player number one owns the field goal percentage. He owns the points, and he kind of owns the threes and the steals, or and the blocks. Player number two owns the free throw by a pretty big margin, has a lead in the rebounds, a little lead in the assist, and uh, that's pretty much it. So what do you think, Bogman? We're going to come back to you. Player number one or player number two?
2: Definitely player number one. I don't think it's really... That close. I mean, I guess it would depend on if player number one shoots 14 or 15 free throws a game and player two shoots like three a game. Uh, maybe I would go with with uh, player two. But I think that uh, I'm definitely taking player one in this one. Jonas yeah, Block.
1: All right. Jonas Nader, player one or player two.
2: Can you go through the stats just real quick? One yeah, time.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I will. Player number one. 40, 47 field goal, 76 free throw, two and a half threes, 27 points, six rebounds, two and a half assists, one steal, one block, three turnovers. That's player number one. Okay. Player number two, 41% field goal, 90 free throw, two threes, 20 points, seven rebounds, three assists, one steal, no blocks, three turnovers a game.
3: Um, give me player one for sure. It's it's really no contest for me.
1: No contest. Over the last 30 days, no contest to player number one, Mike Gallagher. What do you think?
0: Yeah, same. I'm with Jonas. I mean, the the field goal percentage is huge. The turnovers and no blocks is huge.
1: So, uh, huge. Huge. Uh, It's huge. huge. We got all the biggest blocks. I don't
0: care about points too much, man. I got the
1: best stats. <laughs> you look at now, player number one owns points by a, a very large yeah. margin, but, but he also, character. yeah, yeah, but he also owns field goal threes and and steals or blocks. Bogman, uh, everybody pick player number one again. Bogman, I'm going to give you the opportunity to take a guess at who you picked and who you didn't pick.
2: Is player one Paul George? Nope. Uh, no, I pick. have a good guess. Then let's hear what these guys have. Okay, Jonas I, Nader.
3: I think player one's Andrew Wiggins.
2: Eh. Who did you not pick?
0: Gordon Hayward. Eh.
1: <laughs> Mike Gallagher. Who did you pick and who did you not pick?
0: I, I, there's so many stats. I, I couldn't quite like
2: get it. Um, I posted tech- them in Skype if you want to take a look again. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just so many numbers. Like yeah, I know it,
1: it's hard. It's,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not
1: a contest for big money or anything. Like, yeah, so.
0: no, no, I pride myself on this stuff.
1: Yeah, no, it's no. Like no on the yeah. Line. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if garlic God, was I on the line, go. <laughs> I'm gonna need like 20 minutes to really analyze this stuff. So, <laughs>
2: is player uh, one Paul Millsap?
1: And, oh, you <laughs> took an extra guess there, Bogman, you cheater! All right, yeah, yeah. this is Gallagher. Wait,
2: take extra guesses. It was what? Tw- I'm sorry.
0: Just like one more time on player one again.
1: Player one is 47 field goals, 76 free throw, two and a half threes, 27 points, six rebounds, two and a half assists, one steal, one block, three turnovers.
0: One steal, one block, three one. turnovers. Yep. 27 points.
1: 27 points. Remember rounded up numbers. High
0: scoring guy.
1: Yep.
0: Bad average. On, okay. So there's a few guys that come to mind. Le- LeBron's way higher in the other stats. So it's not him. Uh, Gordon Hayward's a good guess. but I think Gordon's a little a good more guess, in the stuff It was an incorrect guess, but it was a good uh, guess. Um, and he already said Wiggins. Wiggins is a good guess. I think M- Mellow sounds good.
1: For which one? That's, that's
0: my second
3: first, guess for first one. One,
0: first one. First
1: one. Boom! Gallagher Ooh, yeah. is a f***ing <laughs> champ. Gallagher taking it like a champ. Gallagher is so good at this. This is why you people... <laughs> When you look for fantasy basketball information, you search Mike Gallagher in Roto World. Because he is the <laughs> damn champ. He nailed guys, that, that Jonas it was Melo.
0: I'm getting my butt kicked in fantasy, though. Jonas is running that thing, right? Damn. In our league. All
1: right. So now who's the player that you didn't pick? Yes. If you do this, this is a mic drop. We're done with the episode.
3: You have to repeat the stats for the second Yeah. <laughs>
1: 41 field goal. 90 free throw. Two threes, 20 points, seven rebounds, three assists, one steal, no blocks, three turnovers. Mind you, you all said, oh, hands down, time? hands down player number one. Am I first this time? Yeah. Oh, no, no. Everybody sure. already guessed. This is, this is like back to you, Gallagher. You have the, you have the last guess of, uh, and I'll throw one more last chance here. You have the last guess at the player that was not picked.
0: Oh man, I already forgot the stats. What was the scoring again? Twenty points seven was,
1: rebounds, yeah. three assists, one steal, no block, three turnovers.
0: Just just give me the points, rebounds, and assists again? Twenty
1: seven three. Twenty-seven three
0: three assists? Yep. Yeah. Uh oh, yeah. Um, hmm. Twenty seven three assists. It's it's that's not Mellow? No, uh, you guessed Melo. No.
1: mellow was the first one and you got that. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's I'm just I don't know, man. Uh, actually, you know who it might be. I think uh, I think Jonas may have said it. That uh, sounds like a little bit like Wiggins, I guess. So I'll, I'll go Wiggins.
1: Eh. All yeah. right, in from the peanut gallery. Last chance if you want to throw one more guess. Does anybody have one they feel confident about?
3: Uh, I think Gallinari is close.
1: Eh.
0: That's not not a scoring. All right. This. P- eh. Oh this- oh, you know who it might be the Rosen. Eh.
1: <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Actually, what's amazing about this is this player was already said, but oh, he was guessed oh, as player number one. It. it is Paul George. Oh,
2: Paul yeah. George. Damn it.
1: You guys I always all, do that. Over the last Every 30 days. Every time I do that. You hands down, you do do that a lot, Bogman. Hands down, pick Carmelo Anthony over Paul George. And the reason that I did this. Yeah, and, Carmelo's and I, good. I, I get it. I get, I get all the Carmelo takes, hot takes here. I get it. But what I wanted to point out is when you take away Carmelo's name. Everybody on Carmelo all the time, and I get it, rightfully so. But the guy still puts up some stats where everybody likes to think he's like a post-50 player. Talk to me, Nader Gallagher, about Carmelo Anthony for a minute. He'll
3: he'll be nice for the next two weeks until he shut down. <laughs> that that knee scares me. So does that shoulder.
1: That's like the conversation we have every single year. Uh, Mike, yep. w- what do you think about Melo? I mean, Melo carries every concern we could possibly have. But but I mean, he when he's playing, those are some stats. Over 30 days, over an entire month, the the hottest trade market player, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, you guys all like easily took over. Paul George. You took Melo over him. Talk to me about Melo, Gallagher.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's been really hot. Uh, I think Chris Stapp's Porzingis kind of getting hurt again. That really helps him. I think he has like a six usage rate bump without Chris Stapps. Um, but yeah, he's, when he's on, he's on. And this is not a debate. Everyone knows when Melo goes, he's, he's definitely hot. But like, is Jonas there any was saying, way
2: he doesn't get shut down? Anyway.
0: I, mean, I mean, sure. I mean, it's not like the East is totally out of it. Um, I mean, he, this, this could be his last go around in New York. So maybe he, I don't think it's well, Jonas. What do you say the odds are? I think it's, so. The last five games, what, like oh, what, did, what are eighty
3: percent? This is Ooh, this, wow. this draft is absolutely loaded. Uh, Phil Jackson already knows he wants Melo gone, so he knows yeah. he has to tank to get another player. So he's tanking hard.
0: 80s high. I was gonna say like I thought I was high
3: with like 65. Man, I said two months ago that I'd rather have James Johnson rest of the season than Melo. That's how that's how I feel
1: about it. <laughs> oh, him. I yeah. love that though. What is James yeah. Johnson? Oh, here, hold on. So I just gave you. I'm gonna search. Uh,
2: well, I James. mean, it, you know, if uh, and I completely agree with that. If if you have a guy that you're 80 percent sure is gonna be shut down, I want the guy uh, who's playing games.
1: Well, and listen, know? listen right that's here. That's all that really matters. James Johnson over the last 30 days, 49 field goal. Uh, 72 free throw, a three a game, 14 and a half points, five rebounds, call it five assists, one steal, almost two blocks and three turnovers a game. I mean, Melo obviously beats him in the points category and maybe in the threes, but like, eh, I'll take the blocks and steals over him. I don't think I disagree with that argument there, Nader.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you pair him with Giannis, you're not losing steals and blocks the rest of the year. That's yeah, what I did I- in a couple of leagues, so I love that combo.
1: All right, well, I thought it was an interesting argument there to uh, put, you know, put Mello out there because, you know, we'll do it as much as we possibly can. We all want to crap on Mello as, as much as possible, but he does still have Especially some value. His name is
2: Bill Jackson. Yes. So, okay, okay so
1: then, real quick, would Mello? I'm going to start with you, Nader. Would Mello be a player that you know we're sitting here hyping a little bit, or I am at least, I guess, from stats that you would immediately try to trade away? You're immediately trying to t- sell as high as you possibly can. I mean, Jesus. You could probably go get James Johnson plus for Carmelo. Are you doing that?
3: Yeah, for sure. I think the trade deadline for about ninety percent of leagues is March March second, so you got like six more days to do. It. Actually, no, February short month. You got like four more days to do it, so you got to do it quick.
1: What do you think, Mike?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, to to I wouldn't want to go all the way down to James Johnson, but a good point on James Johnson is Willie Reed getting hurt helps him. Uh, I just looked this up; he gets a an eight percent defensive rebounding rate boost when he's not next to Hassan Whiteside, so that'll probably go up. Um, about 5% usage rate bump as well. So James Johnson's definitely trending up, I think, with the read injury. Um, he's going to play some five. But, yeah, I mean, if I'm trading mellow, I'd want to shoot a little higher than James Johnson. Um, there's, I'm not sure off the top of my head. And it all depends who you sell him to. I mean, if you sell him to a guy who is not privy to the possible shutdown, I mean, it's not like the the Knicks are totally out of the standings. They're what? Four back. That's, you know, that's not totally Then And the uh, Pistons are trending down. So, but it's going to be, it's obviously going to be tough. I mean, there's probably like an 85% chance it'll make the playoffs. But yeah, if I'm trading, if we're drafting today, like Jonas, I'm kind of with Jonas, I'd probably pick him like 65, 70, something like that, maybe even later.
3: This is big, too. The Knicks played twice in week 21, the first week of fantasy playoffs. That's oh, wow.
1: yeah. Fantastic point. Thank you for putting that yeah. out, Nader. And Bogman, remember, the year that I won the inaugural uh, ITL Fantasy Basketball um, uh, Champions League, you traded me mellow for enos Cantor because he was gonna get shut down and yes he got shut down but i still won so mellow's got a little place in my heart bogman because i have a ring for it
2: Uh, okay well you also uh have garlic in your mouth
1: i do have garlic (laughs) in my mouth and it tastes so disgusting i think this i actually think i'm gonna have to get a warranty on this microphone because there is something crackling from this microphone because of this so all right so we're gonna move on from uh blind plays here and let's get to some actual questions here
2: one
1: small piece left, and oh. That's it. It's so... The aftertaste is gross. A little Why do people eat this? All right, gentlemen. So let's get down to some brass tacks here. We're done playing the blind plays. Mike, Mike, I do want to give you credit. Jonas, you too. You guys first coming on. You both blew Bogman away in any appearance he's ever done on this. But Mike, you are like the all-star. We need to call this the Mike Gallagher blind plays at this point. I just want a slow clap. Let's all just slow clap it's for Gallagher. blind
2: plays for Mike Gallagher, though. He um, knows. Well, he does it every day. We cover four sports. I got lucky. If, well,
0: well, I was with Jonas, too. Like I thought Wiggins. So if, if give Jonas credit for it. kind of put me on a uh, very points-heavy guy, man.
1: You guys, you yeah, guys. You Pug- we, Covington, fire, Covington, was,
0: Covington was easy. I mean, you say three steals, and it's no offense to Bogman. But,
2: but the Covington the Covington Steals was was easy. Mike, easy. I don't know why that Mike's was last appearance on the show. I don't know why
1: that just totally made eating the garlic just all but better. But just a nice little slow burn. Like Gallagher's, like I mean, you know, hey, any idiot, not idiot stupid, can get it. But, but.
0: You know, <laughs> the slow guy here. No, man, don't just look at stats every day, man. We're uh, like,
1: oh, uh, you guys are the best. All right, so let's get down to brass tacks here. I want to I want to uh, uh, dig into your brains here, especially about the trade deadline. I'm going to start with you, Mike. Let's start here, and then we'll go to Jonas. What was the biggest non-move that surprised you? Because there was a whole lot of crazy action that was going on. There was the Paul George talk. I felt like the Jimmy Butler stuff kind of kind of tapered down a lot, and it really, like, trade deadline day became about Paul George. But even beyond that, there was a whole bunch of moves that didn't happen. Jaleel, I mean, I'm suffering because Jaleel Okafor didn't get traded. I'm shocked he didn't get traded. But you've got the Suns who didn't move Brandon Knight. So, uh, Mike, let's start with you. What was the biggest non-move that surprised you?
0: Asked to be Okafor. I mean, you can't make any other case for anything else. Yeah. Everyone had him out the door. The the Blazers were about to make a deal. And then all of a sudden, Denver swooped in and made a trade. I mean, it was going to go down. That's why they benched him, um, per David Aldridge from Com. So, I mean, that was by far... The the biggest thing, and I guess after that, I was pretty surprised that Denver didn't either move Gallo or Chandler. I mean, everyone was on that. Stein was on that. Woj was on that. Um, I think Aldrich tweeted about that. The local guys tweeted about it. I mean, it was going to be one or the other. And they dude, those vote. dudes
1: have been being like traded for three years. It's been one of those guys was going to go, <laughs> yeah. and it's still not. Ha- it's like Brook Lopez. It's still not happening.
0: Yeah, well, Brooks expensive though. I mean, we trade for Brook, you're not trading for a rental. You're trading for a guy that's going to change the way your team looks. And it's tough to do that um, for a guy who's under contract for so long at what 22 a year. Um, but yeah, it, I'm sh- like, if you want to argue against Okafor, uh, like that's like it has to be. All
2: right, but, that's uh, what I said. I was on I was on with Pizza Pia the Welsh uh, on uh, FNTSY earlier this week, and he asked me what was. The most surprising non-move. He asked me this question, and I said Okafor. I yeah. said I really thought I was gonna be eating garlic, uh, and I was really, really surprised because it seemed like you know there were a lot of rumors, but it felt like every rumor came with its own equal and separate Okafor rumor.
0: Yeah. an uh, analogy I made on my pod was like it, what happened with the Sixers is like you're, if you're in a fantasy league and say you have like five good running backs and you're trying to trade your RB five for something, which is basically Okafor. Um, and nothing's biting, so okay, cool. I guess I'll try to trade my RB three and see if I could get value there. And that's kind of what happened. They felt that that was a good value. They apparently want to ro- roll with Justin Anderson. Unfortunately, I don't know why the heck they only made top eighteen protected. So those two second round picks suck. But yeah, they they basically like
1: all right, we're not getting anything. We'll try to boost his value. So it was it was really weird. I mean, the whole day you had this floating of where like the Bulls and Okafor were talking, but the Bulls didn't want to give up a first, and it just blew my mind. Okay, so Nader. Besides Okafor, because I think I agree with what Mike said. If you think anything outside of Okafor, it's kind of crazy. Take Okafor out of the equation. What's the next biggest like, wow, this didn't happen move?
3: i say Reggie Jackson.
1: Mm. He's mm. been Good absolutely
3: one. horrible. And Stan Van Gunn even was like he hinted like this team runs better with Ish Smith, And he said <laughs> we really struggle with Jackson in the lineup. So I can't believe he kept jackson after saying that so
0: yeah that if, to add, if, I could, if i could add to jonas's point here real fast like three weeks ago for four weeks ago with the rubio trade went down sbg was hardcore like oh yeah we're not trading and what is this nonsense and then like jonas said like a week and a half ago he's like oh yeah we're he's bad he's really bad um, <laughs> so like he was his like it's funny that he was his own source on a trade rumor, basically like you don't see that too often but just want to add that in there
3: and Stan Van Guy didn't handle that well at all. He's like, everyone has uh-huh. a price right now. Like, yeah, he's taught. He talked down his assets too. I don't get it. Yeah,
0: he's he doesn't care. Him and Pop, they don't care, man. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Like, there's such great sound bites for a reason, man. Like Honey
2: Badger, they don't give a sh. Man. <laughs> <laughs> after so after the trade deadline, what were you guys? And we'll start with you this time, Jonas. Who's the biggest fantasy deadline winner and the biggest loser? Like player wise, um, like when you're looking at the players.
3: Um. Do we count trades that happened in the last two weeks as well or
2: Yeah, yeah, go
1: I mean yeah, I mean if if you got one before that or even on deadline, yeah, for sure, go for it.
3: The two biggest winners are Yusuf Nurkic and Terrence Ross, and I think it's an argument for me. Oh wow. Yep. For sure. Nurk alert's a beast, but you saw him last game. Twelve points, twelve rebounds, five assists, three steals, two blocks. And he played thirty four minutes. I'd never thought Nurkic would play thirty minutes again for like the next (laughs) three years, but he did, so and we always talk about him being a permanent monster and if he gets 30 plus minutes, my god, he's going to be just a beast, the Bosnian beast.
1: And you yeah. said Ross is a winner as well?
3: Oh yeah, dude. He took 17 shots in his first game. I forget how many took in the second game, but he scored 24 points. Awesome steals guy, awesome threes. I think he's like 5th in the league in pull-up percentage on threes, so just an absolute beast in Orlando. What about
1: loser? The losers. You know, I, and, I remember, Tucker, and remember, and no remember, loser. Really can, about him. And remember, loser can be a person that didn't get moved, but then then got like like you know. what, In top of my, in, in my brain here is like uh, Sabonis, Demontis Sabonis is a player that could be a loser because Taj Gibson comes in. Yeah, Tyson Chandler, Alex Lynn. So so go ahead, Jonas. Who's a loser? Loser.
3: Losers. I said PJ Tucker, but no one really cares about him. Um, that's actually, not true, man. He's a killer. That's a, yeah. Like twenty eight minutes, twenty nine minutes, but once um. Once they get Lowry back, that's going to affect him t- as well. They can't go small as much. I mean, they can't really go cool. as much, excuse me.
0: Cool stat on that. Um, in nine minutes together, uh, I didn't see what they did today. But in their first game, that Tucker, Carroll, and Ibaka, 3-5, three, three through five, they were a p- uh, plus 98 net rating. Like, they were just Damn. dominating in that comeback, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think – I think there's other bigger losers then. I don't think Tucker's going to be – sneaking. he was hanging, like, what? He was hanging, like, top 50 because of the steals for, like, a good month. Up until that, about... that's
3: about but, it, though. He scores like seven points a
0: game, yeah. <laughs> but he rebounds pretty well, he's not too bad at percentages. I, I still think he's gonna be kind of sneaky, but yeah, he's a definite loser, though. What about uh, you, Gallagher? Your
2: biggest uh, uh winner and
0: losers. Losers. I'm, I'm with Jonas on T. Dot. Um, I mean, like, like he was saying, they need uh, like we all don't like isolation scoring, hero ball, quote unquote, but he's been killer as an isolation guy. I think he's like 86 percentile on synergy for isolation. Uh, he's getting gonna get shots. Um, So, yeah, he's he's definitely a big winner. And I'm going with the homie Dario as a massive winner, kind of going to be a difference maker. Um, Yeah, and and Embiid's going to come back and maybe hurt him a little bit. But, dude, they're running so much offense through this guy. And his rebounds, he's had uh, – he's dropping 20 tens like he's freaking Anthony Davis right now. I mean, just every (laughs) night he's dropping 20 tens like rolling out of bed. It's crazy. Um, So he's really good. And then just a couple others, uh, kind of the flip on – uh what jonas said tj warren looked really good uh he's coming out with a vengeance uh you can kind of see the little subtle jabs on watson saying he needs to play better defense he doesn't say it out like he doesn't call him by name but when he talks about bad defense on the wing it's obviously about warren he's played better in that aspect he's had some big lines so he's a huge winner and then obviously we're going to talk about the kings in a little bit so i'll leave that for that Okay. Real
3: quick on Sarek, uh, is saying he can't tank because Seric has been playing so good. Yeah. That, they were,
0: <laughs> yeah they, he was asked a question that said, uh, what do you have to say to the fans who think that you're tanking? And he had two-word two, two word answer, Dario Saric, and it was awesome. <laughs>
1: well, what I love, too, is Saric and Nurkic have been these type of players that um, I know a lot of us, especially. I mean, I know I felt this way. They're uncomfortable players to ever drop, even when they were underperforming. It right. was just like, like Brandon Ingram is another one of those guys. It's like, yeah, just don't drop them. Just try to wait if you possibly can. And they really pay off. So let's keep here on the trade deadline for a second.
0: Can I ask you one quick question? Yeah. That I, t- I talked about my pod. What do you think is more painful? Dropping a guy, that you re- like regretting a drop or regretting an ad? Just general- like as far as like volume. Regretting a back? drop. Oh, drop, re-
1: regretting drop. a drop by a thousand miles.
0: Yeah, okay. I mean, I like, named my I team
2: mean, after Nurkic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did, did you, <laughs> you get I was just going to ask. You
0: and also, in, in like the middle of the season though, like in the earlier in the season, you got to hang on to a guy for sure. But I mean, if you're going to hang on to a guy in January and a hot pickup comes along and the guy's
1: trending down, I mean... I, I regret not picking guys up. That's also how I am. I, I love do. I, I kind of do regret go- like not picking up guys. Like I do think about that, but like I'll like be awake in the middle of the night because I dropped a player <clears throat> and they're dropping ten, you know, twenty ten and five that type of stuff. Especially that will keep I- me up at night.
0: Yeah, a lot of people are regretting dropping the homie for sure. I've had like four or five people say, oh, why did I drop this
1: guy? No doubt. I just
2: checked and Hub picked up Nurkic.
1: I was about the, to say uh, I thought I did. Because
2: he
3: listens to our pod. As soon as we had the <laughs> pod, I was like, yeah, I'm picking up Nurkic next week. And you guys like, "Hit, hit," And the guy picks him up like the next hour. After I had a claim on him. six like, sweet.
1: <laughs> I had a claim on him, Nader. Don't <laughs> yeah, worry figure. about that. I, I'm, I, I'm a Nurkic guy. Uh, I'm, you lose
0: I'm going with Raptors too, man. Uh, I'm worried hard. And I am Mr. Valueless. I like I like JV. I'm shook right now. Uh, I do not, I do not like Serge Ibaka taking JV's minutes, man. I, I mean, love
1: that you it, use my nickname too.
0: Yeah, I got you guys. Um, yeah, it's it's not looking good, uh, and obviously Bohan's another obvious loser. But Darren yeah. Williams, da- yeah, Darren. Well, Darren, I mean, we weren't really rolling with Darren Williams, but as far as a right. guy that you've been counting on, like, oh, I, I do not feel comfortable owning JV right now. Actually, someone tweeted me, should I drop? Um, who was it? JV for Allen Williams, I think he said, which is harsh. Oh, I mean, even to have that thought. I would do that. But yeah, I mean that just goes to show you how how hard this guy is, and he played well today. But his minutes were down, man. Like, he's not going to play when when teams are going small and when they play up against pick and roll teams. You're not going to play GV dude. They're going to roll that three four five. I mentioned earlier the Tucker Carroll Ibaka thing, man.
2: We made. Like, I don't know if you remember Gallagher, but we made a totals bet for uh, Valanciunas versus Jang. I don't know how that's paying off. I know Jang has been very not good, (laughs) but I don't know if he's as bad as uh, what Valueless is. I don't know if Valueless numbers are going to tank him in the second half for me to win that bet. It should be
0: pretty similar because, I mean, like we said, uh, Towns is just a usage monster. So is so is Wiggins too? Those guys are probably hanging thirty usage rates with just fat stats everywhere. Like Jonas and I talk about this all the time, man. Like, is Cat the most consistent fantasy player right now? Sorry to like go on a tangent. Here, no, this like,
1: is great. This is what this is all yeah. about. This is the fantasy form. Is Cat the most consistent fantasy player right now? Well, I mean, six
3: weeks in a row at number one. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's like, every
0: every night. Yeah. Every night he's close to hitting value in DFS. Like it's just crazy. How much? How much that guy puts up every it's night? It's just
1: hard for me when I when I look at guys like like uh, Russell Westbrook, who is having a triple double every damn night or every other night, True. and James Harden. <laughs> it's hard for me to distinguish. Cat though though the thing I would say about Cat, this is what I would argue though, he is the quietest best player in the league because last year he was so exciting because he was a rookie, playing all the minutes, playing all the games, having high value. They started value. off slow
2: this year. Yeah, yeah, and he
1: started off so slow this year. He's the quietest best player that nobody is talking about. I don't know if he is the most consistent when you have Harden and Westbrook and, and Tita for uh, to be honest, but Cat is absolutely the most underrated.
0: But, I mean, Giannis has had a couple duds. Giannis had that dud against Utah. He's had, like, three or four duds mixed in. Same with Harden. Harden only had, what, like, 17 points or something the other day. And, like, every
2: single night. I mean, look you look at – just open up Cat's box. Like,
1: yeah, let's look at Cat right his, now. He Jesus. hasn't scored four. You can't four, even man.
2: count the game against the Rockets. Yeah. That was just too ridiculous. By the way, so. uh, I, I'm looking at, uh, at Jang versus uh, Valanciunas, and I'm up five to four by one turnover. 78 to 77 right now you're winning both percentages points and boards jang is winning everything else but like i said one turnover difference 78 to 77 that's crazy so
1: let me ask you something real quick because this is an interesting conversation we'll move on here in a second but you brought up a great point mike you're right about cat cat is so damn consistent and it's to the point What do you do with that? What do you do with Cat and his consistency? He's not the number one overall player on the season. He's a top 10 player. You know, he's behind guys like James Harden, uh, G.A., Curry, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant. But what do you do with that type of consistency? Would you be willing to move a player of higher ilk to get a uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Would you be willing to move a Kawhi Leonard? Would you be? Mil- I mean, I bet you'd be willing to do uh, Anthony Davis. But what about like a Kevin Durant type of move? I'm going to start with you, Mike. What do you do with Cat?
0: Yes, um, everybody. Everybody said I would trade them all for Cat. Um, is there anyone you wouldn't trade for Cat? Honestly, I mean, the only guy, would, only guy I would even consider is Giannis. Yeah. And like, okay. I mean, I, and it's I would if I had if you had a gun to my head right now. I'm probably taking cat number one. He has by far the fewest negatives. Um, I think, I mean, they're not going to bench him, I don't think. Um, Jonas, you're you know, you Mr. Shutdown, Jonas. Do you, do you think that cat gets shut down?
3: <laughs> Absolutely not. It's yeah.
1: Shutdown.
0: Like everybody, like Katie's going to get rest. Curry's going to get rest. AD has a huge shutdown risk. We know Kawhi's going to get a couple games off. Um,
1: Wolves are else? three games I'm, out of
0: the eight seed. So. Hard, and Harden, Harden's great. Harden's another, uh, that's pretty much my one, two, three. Um, well, they
2: said that. I mean, Dan Tony said they they want to limit Harden's minutes on do. the stretch. So. And that's why they
0: got Lou Williams. But I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like he still it doesn't beat. matter if you score 140 a night,
2: though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's get to play Minnesota every night. It's yeah. a really
1: interesting <laughs> argument because when you look yeah. at Cat, he doesn't do anything bad. He almost has um, a steal a game. He's over a block a game. Three assists, twelve rebounds, twenty four points. He's got over a three a game. He is so impressive, yeah. Jonas. What do you think? Is there what do you do with Cat? Is there a player that you don't trade to acquire Cat in that consistency?
3: For me, it's Giannis, Harden, and Cat. Top three going forward in that order.
1: That's where, the only where does players. Westbrook sit?
3: Uh, probably like nine or ten and nine Cat. And turnovers, are guess, will kill you each week.
1: Yeah, okay, and the field goal
3: okay. percentage isn't that great for Westbrook
0: either.
1: Um. Yeah, and lucky like, And one thing nice. I wanted to
0: add too was. You mentioned Westbrook's consistency, especially in fantasy. When nine cat man, he'll have those horrible efficiency games. That that's gonna kill you, dude. Like if your guy, if he goes what five for twenty, which he does probably like once every seven games, that's not good. Um. So yeah, I mean, cat doesn't do that. What cat is? I think cat's been like below forty percent like once in the past like month and a half or something. Like guys, is crazy.
3: I got some cool. And the three leagues, I'm in like three different these Yahoo leagues. All the teams are in eleventh or twelfth have Westbrook. I'm not saying that's, that's the main reason why, but that just goes to show.
1: I actually, ironically, in our Champions League, I have Westbrook and I'm like bottom barrel. But to be, yeah. to be fair, I also am like, you know, number two or one in another league that I have Westbrook. So let's keep on the so trade. One more thing, one more thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. One more thing.
0: The last time that Cat was below 42%, want to guess?
1: Uh, never. Never? Jan- <laughs> yeah. January 7th.
0: <laughs> he in 42 or higher for that long dude. that's like, stupid that's yeah. stupid all right he's so good that's he's okay, so go freaking
1: good all right so let's yeah. keep with the dread uh trade deadline for a second and let's go to mr shutdown jonas nader here for <laughs> a moment and i want to excuse carmelo anthony because he's obvious here but yeah. i do want to talk because we're kind of in the territory of shutdowns this is the shutdown talk time because we're past the trade deadline you You have a vague, maybe a little bit more of a a solid idea of where the playoffs are going to lay. So tell me, Jonas, who are the real shutdown options for this season that people going into the trade deadline should kind of consider? Or if you can't move them, you're going to have to try to make a move at some point. Who are some real shutdown concerns for you?
3: I wrote down ten.
2: <laughs> oh, that's all? Okay.
3: I figured he was gonna have a
0: laugh. <laughs> I
2: wonder why they call him Mr. Shutdown. Right? I think I have one that I think I may have
0: one that you're not gonna have.
1: I here. love it. All right, so okay. lay out lay out those ten for us.
0: Alright, I got Jeremy
3: Lin. that's obvious. Yeah. Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Dirk oh, okay. Nowitzki. Yeah. He's he's contemplating retirement next season, mm-hmm. so he's not gonna play the last two weeks. Uh, Wesley Matthews might surprise you. Okay. Yeah. Derek Rose.
1: Really? Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I could see him like just not showing up to the contract, arena but, contract okay.
3: year, and he has no knees.
1: Yeah, no, no. no, I mean, there's a thousand <laughs> reasons that you could like justify one him game. being shut down. But
3: Ferris Bueller's day off. That's that's my guy. So. <laughs> um, we already said Mello. He's top of my list. I mean, Whiteside was at the top. Now he's at the bottom. Just for yeah, yeah, yeah. One game, just one game of out of eight spot. Because
1: of garlic. Okay.
3: Joakim Noah. Um, he's he's getting killed by Willie now. Um Nikola Pekovic, just kidding. <laughs> um, Joel, Joel Embiid, that's, that's, that's what kills me. I got Joel Embiid in a lot yep, of Yep, we
1: talked about that on our trade deadline special. Absolutely, I agree with that.
3: Yep, and Tyson Chandler and Brennan Knight. Brennan Knight because he's bad, and Chandler because they have Allen Williams and Alex Lynn.
1: Okay, so I want to stop right there for one minute because there is a name that you did not mention that I have been defending all damn season long. You did not mention Anthony Davis. Why did you not, not mention all. Anthony Davis?
3: The Pelicans don't have their 2017 first-round pick. They have no incentive to tank. So huh. that, that's awesome for them.
2: Huh? Okay. Well, they, well, it's never like they want to shut him down. It's just he right. gets shut down because he rolls his ankle or hurts his shoulder or you know sprains something or hurt his pinky toe. I it's I it's just all think, all garlic. Injuries. Don't
1: take this away from me, Bogman. Don't give me your logic. I don't want to hear logic <laughs> right now.
2: I just <laughs> want to hear. I didn't you.
1: hear him.
0: I
2: will give you a reason why they tank.
0: They are top three protected with that pick, so the more they tank, the better likelihood they have of keeping that chance. Obviously, it's only like three or four, right? Or logic. And then, hey man, they're they're three and a half out, and they gotta they gotta catch Denver in the eight spot. Sacramento, they're gonna fall at nine. Portland's gonna probably hang around. Dallas is playing really well. The the Wolves are still there. They're all ahead of the Pelicans right now. I mean, they're on a three game losing streak. They haven't looked good. They had two really, really bad losses, and they lost today in a close one. Um, I had so should I just go? go yeah, yeah, a couple please. There? Yeah, I was just yeah, about to yeah. say.
1: What? What's your? I back? got
0: one that I think is going to surprise you guys. Okay. And you, you? I thought. I thought at the last second that Jonas is going to say it. <laughs> Eric led so.
1: No. Oh, because of ah, Tyler Ulis. Because Tyler Ulyss?
0: Yeah, dude. Hey, man. I honestly, I, I listened to. Uh, Ryan McDonough on the radio this week. I listened yeah. to this whole big thing he did on TV. Dude, he was talking about all these guys, talking about Warren, talking about Bledsoe, Big Sauce, Alex Len, Eulis. He didn't mention Bledsoe, dude. And that scares me.
1: Gallagher, uh, I want to ask you something real quick. I have this gut feeling. I have this thing inside of me that says prior to the NBA draft, we are going to have Ryan McDonough pull a blockbuster-type trade with Eric Bledsoe that he's going to move yeah. out because of one of two reasons. A, they're going to go with Tyler Uless because Uless, mm. uh, you know they li- they're going to give him a lot of extra time second half, yeah. and he's good buddies with Booker. Or B, yeah. because they're going to be in position to draft a player like Lonzo Ball this year, regardless if he wants to go to the Lakers or not, and they are going to move a player like Eric Bledsoe, and that's a sneaky, sneaky thing you just caught that you didn't hear him come across Ryan McDonough's tongue.
0: Yep, I'm. I'm. I would bet money that he misses. He rests. We saw him rest in that Houston game. We seen Watson say "quote unquote" physical wall on three different occasions about Bledsoe. There's all these been little hints along the way, and I mean, honestly, I knew they were gonna rest Chandler coming in to the, the second half. But holy crap, I'm um, straight up sitting him two games in a row, and there's gonna be more of that to come. So uh, Bledsoe's gonna get gonna get rested, dude, for sure. And another guy that I kind of thought by the kind of a similar token. Uh, I put Nikola Vucevic on there. Uh, he has an Achilles strain. I hate that. Um, they need to tank. Uh, they finally realized this whole going big thing didn't work. So they're going to probably shut him down and fight for that number three or number – maybe even number two if they really start losing games. So I had uh, Vucevic straight down too. yeah i thought you were gonna say him especially with the achilles over the over the weekend
3: yeah i mean if you remember back to last year i think he how many he missed over 10 games with a groin injury Mm -hmm. last year and he was it wasn't even serious or anything so he's definitely on the list i should have included him if they had more depth at center i would have said him yep no man steven
0: steven zerman dog that's true (laughs) free free steven zerman he's actually (laughs) gonna be he's he's my big man ulis i've talked about uh my pod all the time i think tyler ulis is the last week hero in their finals, I think I think he's going to be that kind of an, edi- an addition. But, um, yeah, keep an eye on Steven Zimmerman in Super League Leagues. I,
2: I want to know about Willie Cauley-Stein. We've seen two games since the DeMarcus trade, and the first game he was amazing on Thursday. The Saturday game, not so much. It's, uh, it's skull, who, it was who skull is- time, baby. <laughs> yeah. LeBissier, who is the real Willie Cauley-Stein? Will he please stand up? Is he and, – and on the Kings, who are the 12-man ads from Sacramento? Who are the deep league ads? Like the Welsh wanted to immediately go to Labissier? Yeah.
3: Well, first of all, Scott Labissier is a must-own guy in Dynasty. His game's built for fantasy. Um, He's not out of Standard League yet. I think in two weeks that probably changes. But will they call it Stein? Uh, I'm, I want to see what Mike Gallagher says. I think he's a 12-12-1 guy going forward. 12-12-1? Uh, I, yeah.
0: think, I think the 12 is probably a little high. Um, that big game he had, I think he had five unassisted baskets in that one game, yeah. um, which is, like, not him at all. Like, if he had five unassisted baskets in a week, I'd be pretty surprised. But <laughs> So he's not that 29-point guy. But don't forget, he had three blocks in that bad game that we're writing him off. But they need to realize that this guy cannot be a scorer. He needs to be in an up-tempo system. He needs to be rolling. He needs to get deep position. And he didn't get that. Um, props to the uh, the Hornets, by the way. They were all over it. Um, They really made him a high post guy. Um, so I think the secret's out on that. But, yeah, he's going to be a guy worth owning. I think he could probably get you maybe 1.3, 1.4 blocks. And he shot the ball really well from the line lately. Um, well, he's 87% from the line in February. Not that many attempts, but still really impressive. And even still 72% in January. So, I mean, he's really good there. He's going to be plus in field goal percentage. So I think he's definitely worth owning for sure. Um, Just to hit – uh, Scalabissiere, uh, he looks great. Um, I broke out my scalculator and I <laughs>
1: have to, oh, oh, yes, God. yes, that yeah. just happened. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, he, he looks like um, like what Jonas said. He has a, I won't I, I don't think his ceiling is too great. He has no three point range. They tried to make a three point shooter in summer league, just wasn't there. Um, and he took a three um, or a deep two. I forget what it was. But it wasn't even close. Like he has, but he has a legit like 19 foot range, 20 foot range. So yeah, he'll be good. We saw the 13 rebounds. He's been pretty high usage, getting great shot selection. Has some moves and stuff. Real nice fadeaway hit on Saturday. So yeah, he's going to be trending up. He's like kind of like like when in our league, Jonas picked up Zubats like a day before I wanted them. So I think the same thing. Like I think year is going to go off one more time, and then people are going to start running to grab him. Yeah.
3: Real quick on year everyone calls him raw, which he is a little bit. Yeah. But they forget like he's extremely skilled. Like he's a great, great sh- mid range shooter. So. I wouldn't sleep on him at all right now.
1: He Uh, was actually, ironically, when the Suns were making all those trades to take, uh, you know, they got Marquise Chris. When they took Bender, I was kind of like, oh, I wanted Marquise Chris. And then they they had the trade to get Chris. I actually really had honed in on being like, I hope they take Scal. I hope that's the player that they take later. And I had seen a lot of early projections. And then they end up, you know, just... You know, Sacramento gets him and the Suns get Chris, and it was an even trade. But Scal is a really interesting. Uh, we could still call him a prospect, but this is about the time. It actually reminds me, not that they're necessarily similar or anything like that. It reminds me of like the Gorgie Jang stuff, where Gorgie Jang, as a first half player with the Minnesota Timberwolves, was kind of non existent. And that second half, he had a nice big second half that led into the next season, which was last fantasy ba- basketball season, to kind of have a little bit of hype. And Skull might have that same thing. And One here's the thing, thing real
3: quick. He was also he was also projected to be a number two pick before his bad season at Kentucky. So, like his upside, everyone knows he has ex- extreme upside. So,
0: go ahead. And I was I was going to add that his competition for minutes is Costa Coupas and Anthony Tolliver. <laughs> like, like
2: Not so He's going to
0: keep straight. Uh, so, and they don't have they don't have anybody to go small ball four anymore. I mean, with Rudy Gay out, they have to play a four. They have to play a real four, um, or even the two center thing, like. Kufis and Willie Colley-Stein, they're playing that combo a lot. So just massive opportunity in front of him. And then once they start losing games, they've been playing pretty well lately. They had a really bad third quarter on Saturday, um, which I'm sure they'll have. But, yeah, Scott looks pretty legit, man. He's one of the, the – I guess if the guys that go from under 1% to like 25%, he's probably right at the top of the list of guys to do that.
1: Well, what about Willie? What about Willie? Who—who Who is the real, real Willie?
0: Oh no, like, t- like I think like ten, ten, eleven, and like one and a half. is probably doable so with decent percentages, in the man. You'll take that for sure. Like he has a nice ceiling. Uh, as long again, as long as they don't. Th- this was the problem. They did this in summer league. Jonas and I talk about this all the time. Like he was, I think, twenty-seven percent from the field in summer league because they try to turn him into a post-up, get his own shot kind of guy. He's not that guy. So the more they realize that, and I think Jaeger does realize that, then the more he's going to be consistent and avoid games like that he had on Saturday. Yeah, he
3: was a- he was the worst player in summer league by far. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And then Papa, G- Papa Giannis was also, I think, 35, 36 percent from the field with all bunnies. They were all like five feet in and he couldn't make them. Yeah.
1: OK. So he, makes, cover- he
0: makes Alex Lin, Lin uh, look good around the room.
1: Oh, that is quite the statement, by the way. <laughs> that is quite the statement. All right. So uh, final thing here, as far as the questions go, let's talk about top pickups right now, because the trade deadline created a whole bunch of oddities. You know, I mean, from the Buddy Healds who might have been dropped to the to the Nurkic, to the Bobby Portis who ended up getting some value, to players that even became dropped like Darren Williams who found home. So, uh, Mike, let's start with you. Who are, if you want to give a top three, that's totally fine. If you have more, that's great as well. Top pickups right now that people should be looking at for the rest of the season.
0: Um, I feel like Marquis Chris is still underowned. Uh, like I said, um, which is so just,
1: crazy because like yeah. I have been preaching this on this show forever that he's a second half player. I know you guys have been doing the same thing. It is bonkers how people haven't jumped back on to Marquise Chris or onto Marquise Chris. Yeah, he's he looks great. I mean, he's
0: he had a bad game today, but he guarded Giannis for like all of his minutes. You got to give him a break there. He had four fouls in his first eleven minutes. Like it's gonna happen. There's gonna be bad games in Marquise Chris, but there are not many guys that have the potential to be one and a half blocks and close to a three. He's getting a lot of corner threes lately, and they'll start dropping. Decent rebounder gets a lot of dunks, which I, you love guys that shoot get some dunks to buoy that percentage. So um, yeah, he's he's got to be owned more. Um, and Zubats is another one who's really trending up. Mac, Magic Johnson said that. Uh, he wants to play him more. He's had some decent block games, a little inconsistent, but they're running that D'Angelo Russell, Zubots pick and roll a lot. Um, that's going to be their go-to for the next month and a half for sure. Um, and third, uh, I mean, I, I didn't write down a third. Uh, I'll, let, I'll let Jonas take it from there. I, I, I guess TJ Warren. I mean, he's only 50% owned, I think. So he's, he, he's a pickup. And Josh, I'll say Josh Richardson too. He's been down, but I expect Richardson to heat up a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. What do you think, Jonas?
3: Uh, I can't agree with Richardson. I love, I love Richardson just as much as Mike yeah. did for the precincts, but he's been
2: so bad, bad, man.
3: And his minutes, I don't know if his minutes are going to be up because he hasn't been healthy. He's had three different entries now, maybe even four. I don't know. But Deion Waiters is on fire playing for new contracts. So it'll be another month before he can actually use Richardson. I think
0: that was off the top of my head.
3: But yeah, I, I think yeah. he's going to be
0: deep. Like I'm saying like, people are going to drop. him. like, I'm if, if you need to get wins now, you keep, right. obviously he's not a good pickup, but
3: go ahead. Yeah, but Zubach and Chris are must adds for sure. We've already talked about Saric. I'm assuming he's gone in every competitive yeah. league. Terrence Ross, he's still he's still not owned in nearly enough leagues. Um, we already talked about him. So I'm going to mention another guy that he's probably available in probably like 90% of wires right now is Justin Anderson. Ooh. Only played four minutes. But if you put his per 36-minute averages beside Danny Green's when he had his top 25 season, they're better. Mm. his part thirty six minute averages are better than Danny Green's when he had that top twenty four season. So
1: I mean it it's, not, it's not hard to sell to me on like, like, anybody over Danny Green, but I am I'm, <laughs> I'm listening right now.
3: I'm talking about his breakout season though, Danny Green, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. When he was I good mean, when he was good. So yeah, Danny Justin Green Anderson was has be monster the next upside. To
2: Jesus at one point. Yeah.
3: you talk about a guy who can get blocks, steals, and threes, that's that's Anderson. That's that's his game.
1: Mm-hmm. And his roadblock
0: is Joe Henderson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> chronic, chronic hip injuries, all sorts of leg injuries. Nick Stauskus they do not. Unit. Yeah, they do not want to start Nick Stauskus. They really like him in the second unit. So, yeah, shutdown candidate. Like you said, you're obviously not counting on Henderson, but um, yeah, he's definitely. I, I'm with that. I think yeah. Anderson. I would. I would probably maybe pick up Anderson over Richardson. Man, I definitely like him. Blah. Yeah, I would. I already did in our league. <laughs> oh, nice.
1: Yeah. I've got. I've got one last thing here before we get to the player debates and there's a lot of different ways to go with it. So I want you to really think about, I want you to also focus on the value of it. And this is off the top of my head type of question, but I know you guys have thought about this, is the trade deadline winner. Now, excuse any trades that happened prior to the trade deadline. And I want okay. you to really think in your, in your mind, who do you think came out the best fantasy-wise? From Jaleel Okafor having more time, to uh Nerland's Noel going to Dallas, to uh, even think about this, Yogi Ferrell. Getting the point guard spot with Darren Williams being bought out. Who do you think came out? Who's the biggest winner from the trade deadline in your minds? Jonas, let's start with you.
3: Um Orleans, Noel, 100%. Okay. Massive steals, steals blocks guy. Um, Philly always want to keep him to 24 minutes. I think that changes in Dallas. They said they eventually want to start him at center. They'll probably start doing that next week. So if he can get 30 minutes, I mean, that's over two steals, two blocks a game. That's, that's a league winner.
1: What do you think, Mike?
0: Um, I mean, i am kind of got eyes for the homie
1: Dario, but, uh, that's that not, that, well, that works.
0: Yeah. And I'll add though. Do you think he's going to be as good per minute though? I feel like the Philly system really benefits guys who can, um, I think he's like, like in deflections he's so high in pass deflections even though he plays close to the basket and i feel like that's a product of how like philadelphia plays defense and runs their system. So i don't think he's going to be like when when was really humming he was what like top 15 when he's like really going strong like for like 2 run.
1: years ago in that second yeah. half
0: dude he was like top 5 he was crazy. Yeah, he was killer because the defensive stats. I don't think he's going to be quite as good. Um, with the way that they run things in Dallas, I mean, what, well, it's really been a while since they've had kind of an impact defensive guy down there. Obviously, that's the personnel too. But no, I like Noel. Noel's definitely a big time winner. Like if a guy's going to be like I think to be clear, I think Noel is more likely to be top fifty than the homie Dario is. But I mean you're picking you Dario was a pickup. You've been stashing Noel since like december, yeah,
1: bogman, so. we we talked about this on our trade deadline special which started, by the way, with the same music I used in my Periscope for Eating Garlic, the Hello Darkness. <laughs> uh, do you feel any different? When we talked on the Trade Deadline special, we both had kind of agreed that Noel was kind of the the big winner. Is there another player that now that we're a couple days kind of out of it that might have taken over that for you, uh, a Yogi Farrell, a Sarich, like uh, Gallagher had said, or is it still Noel and we kind of all are going to agree on that?
2: I think there are more winners than we thought there were, but I I still think Noel's the biggest winner. Okay. If if that makes sense. I feel yep. because we, we just had a couple other things happen that we didn't expect to happen and we've also seen a couple games from some of these guys. And uh, but but I still think that Noel is the, the clear winner of the trade deadline.
1: Well, it's a perfect transition to get to our player debates. <laughs> what are you- Gentlemen, our player debates, I've even added one because we're all together here and we've kind of dedicated the show to this kind of fantasy basketball forum or town hall or whatever the hell you want to call it here. Um, (laughs) And how perfect to start off with Nerlins Noel versus Jaleel Okafor rest of season. Jaleel Okafor went off when he finally got some of the opportunity, though it was also with Joel Embiid out um, Nerland's Noel is being a little bit eased in, but like Jonas had said, Raisin. he's probably gonna yeah, he's probably <laughs> going to be cause the reins are gonna be let loose next week and we'll maybe hopefully we'll get uh Nurlands Noel of old. So Nerland's Noel, Jaleel Okafor, rest of season. Let's start with you, Bogman.
2: Uh to me it's easy, Noel. Noel does way more stuff and things. I feel like in Philly there's still they're still crazy Philly, so I wouldn't put anything past them as far as tanking. They're still Tankadelphia. Um, I, I don't think that's going to happen with Okafor, but I, I, I don't. I definitely don't think that's happening with Noel. I think there's like a fifteen percent chance that could happen with Okafor. So, and I just like Noel better anyway. So for me, this one is pretty easy. I'm taking New Orleans Noel over Jahlil Okafor.
1: All right, Jonas, uh, in his last game. 28, 10, and one. Jaleel Okafor went, but no steals, no blocks. Nerlens Noel in his uh, start up with the uh, with the uh, Dallas Mavericks went 30 minutes. It looks like nine points, 10 rebounds, a steal, a block, some stuff, and things. What do you think rest of the season, Jonas?
3: Noel's early round upside. If at Okafor's best, he's probably a top 100 guy. Defensive <laughs> stats are terrible. He, I don't think he'll score 28 points again this season. Um, can I also add to my shutdown list? Knee surgery. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> take, take it so yeah, I'm added to my shutdown list. I don't want anything to do with what that. What are the 76ers gonna do? I'd rather, have, I'd rather do. have Rashawn Holmes. I'd what? rather have Rashawn Holmes. I was
1: just about to say, what are they gonna do? Are they gonna just have Sarich and Rashawn Holmes and Covington and like McConnell? Like, what is that team gonna do? They're gonna just shut down everybody.
3: I read they might <laughs> give. I might. I read they might give Splitter a look. I'm dead serious. <laughs> I don't Good <laughs>
1: rice. Okay. Yep. Who are the 76ers gonna draft next year? Because whoever it is. Whoever's Shut down first. for the whole season. Whoever the <laughs> whole, the whole, se- Mar- okay, is it Markel Fultz out for the whole season? It's just what the Sixers do. It's crazy.
2: Hopefully they're healthy. Jesus, they'll draft taking a- Giles just to add to the craziness. I guess. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, all right. Gallagher, uh, Nerlens Noel, Jaleel Okafor. There's plenty of arguments here that are pushing Noel pretty clearly to be the guy that now he's not battling against Okafor. Are you in full agreement here that it's uh, Nerland's Noel, or do you have an argument for Okafor?
0: I have an argument for Okafor, but it would be a terrible argument. Like, it's easily Noel.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can Uh, say words at you.
0: Yeah, right. (laughs) 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 But, I mean, yeah, everything Jonas said I don't need to repeat. But one thing that's worth mentioning is, well, a month and a half ago, we saw Okafor get benched for conditioning because they wanted to get look at homes. Uh, And I think the main reason why they're going to play Okafor is to buoy his trade value, which they're not doing with Brandon Knight, by the way, which just goes to show you how bad Brandon Knight is right now. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, when when Embiid comes back, there's a very real chance that we see Okafor get DMP CDs, whereas we will not see that with Noel. So that alone, um, stats aside, I mean, there you go. Blake I Griffin, still think Holmes passes
3: points. him on the depth chart, too.
0: It's possible. Like, the way yeah. that they, their, their defense is put together, with Dario's not the greatest perimeter defender, and neither is TJ – Really, just really, just Covington's the only decent perimeter guy. So they need someone back there, and Holmes is a way better rim protector than Okafor. I mean, so many guys. Just, I could probably score over Okafor, man. I mean, the guy just has no burst around the basket at weak side help, dude. Like it's. Yeah. It's
3: Trey easy. Burke could score
0: over Okafor.
1: <laughs> well, well, well. Don't get crazy here. Don't get crazy here, Jonas. <laughs> what do you think, the Welsh? Oh uh, no! mean, <laughs> clearly, I'm going to go Noel. I've been trying to defend Noel for three effing years. I took him in our no halftime league, and everyone was like.
2: Oh. Are you mad at him now that he got traded?
1: I mean, uh, hindsight, <laughs> I'm not because the garlic bet's over. But, like, yeah. I mean, beforehand, <laughs> I was like, why does this have to happen to me? I don't know, though. You know, when all is said and done, Nerland's Noel being away from that situation is probably the best thing for his career, whether he resigns with Dallas or he goes to another place. Him playing beside... Joel Embiid is just not the best thing. I mean, we saw what happened to him a couple years ago when he was a five and then he, when he was pushed to a four, he, the guy just can't play a four. He's built to be a center, even though he doesn't necessarily, you know, have the physicality, physicality to play it. That's where he belongs and, and that's where we're going to get the stats. So, when all is said and done, it's the best possible thing that could have happened. I mean, to be honest with you, all three of them needed to be parted ways. Jaleel Okafor needs to go somewhere else. Uh, Embiid that. needs to be alone, and Noel needs to be somewhere else. So it's the best possible thing. So outside of my disgusting, stinky breath, I'm very sure. happy that Nerland's <laughs> Noel is somewhere else, and it is easy. I take stuff and things over a couple sexy points and rebounds.
0: Do you guys think that the Sixers got ripped off in that trade, by the way?
1: Um, yeah. Like real life? I do. Yes. I absolutely do. Well, you yeah. don't give up, Nerland. So I, th- I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think there were that many even trades at this trade deadline. Uh, There's a vast majority of trades I looked at that I was just like, "Why? What are you doing? What? 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 Like?" I thought the Denver Portland
3: trade was the only win win trade.
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean,
3: Denver wants
1: to pay Plumlee, so.
0: Lou Williams is a win-win. Bohan was a good was a good
1: trade. There's Lou Williams was were, a right? fine trade. Lou Williams was yep. a fine. Though you know, Magic and them like the day before came out and said how valuable Lou Williams was, and then I mean, what did they trade? The Corey Brewer <laughs> and a second round pick, like <laughs> first, round. first round pick. Oh, did they get a first round?
3: Pick.
0: Yeah,
3: it's going to be a back end. First.
1: Okay, okay. They, they did fine throw, No, they did fine. Magic did fine.
0: Yeah, I don't think I, they're getting ripped hard, but you're going to pay Noel like twenty million to be a backup. I mean, it's just not a good allocation. As, I mean, yeah, they could have got
2: more, but I mean, it, I think that trade is not even cool. I think that's cool. the thing. Yeah, I mean, I, you, I, people being are able that, to get more. Like, even if you had a little patience and waited till the off season. Well, the I problem is like, that
1: they had him as a backup, though. Like, it's their philosophy that's the problem more than the the uh, trading acquisition.
0: Right, but I'm, I just wanted to say that like people are lumping that in with the buddy heel trade. There's not even that's not even cool. No, no. Like you t- I've seen people that lump no. in there, man. You can't lump. That's not that's bad lumps right there, man. But yeah, <laughs> Get I don't those like
2: those checked out.
0: And they got they got Justin Anderson, so we'll see if Justin Anderson is halfway decent and he's a you know a solid sixth seventh man in a rotation. That, that's cool. He's got upside too. Like it's. He gets the Jay Crowder comparison because uh, he was kind of the throw-in for that, and it's not the worst. Jay Crowder has been superstar, and Anderson can defend. Man, He's, I think Anderson will be sneaky good. Yeah, that's
2: true. <laughs> what about Marquise Chris versus Nurkic, and we'll start with the Welsh on this one.
1: So um, I thought this one was really interesting because you had a guy like Nurkic, who I mean, in that the the trade was the best thing that possibly happened to him, and before this, this would have been even an easy one. But you've had Marquise Chris, who's been kind of behind here. I've kind of – even though the last two performances of Nurkic – and this is tough, by the way, because I would say over the last two weeks, Nurkic is – I'm looking at this on Yahoo – 18 overall, Nurkic is. And Chris is 105 over the last (laughs) two weeks. So it's pretty steadily, but it's kind of glossed because of the last two or three games that Nurkic has had. When all is said and done, I want to say Nurkic, but I'm going to go with Chris. Because I think as far as like a stuff and things similar standpoint, Chris over the last month has averaged a block over a steal. He's averaged about 5 rebounds, 10 points, just about a 3. Field goal percentage has been a little bit low. I really want to tell you Nurkic, and he kind of might be the guy, but from that's from a double-double standpoint. I think I'm going to get over and across the board stats from Marquise Chris rest of season, especially with, you know, kind of the commitment they're going to make with moving out PJ Tucker. So it is close to me, but I'm going to go Marquise Chris.
2: What about you,
3: Nader? Um, it's Nurkic, just not close to me. Now, oh. I do I, I do like I do like Chris, but I think with Alan Williams' immersion, he's not going to play as many minutes as center. Um, that hurts him a little bit, and Dragon Bender's coming back too. So if he gets in foul trouble, he's going to get pulled, which is very likely. He averages three fouls for 19 minutes. So Nurkic is just a safe play, man. He's like you just said. He's got early run upside. He's not going to keep shooting this well. I mean, his field goal percentage has never been good. I think I said me and Mike said before the season. I had him at like forty nine percent. Maybe that's realistic in Portland now. But it's it's easy for me. It's Nurkic all the way. Gallagher. It's cl-
0: it's close for me. I- I'm going to take Chris, man. Yeah, um, baby, yeah, Team yeah, Gallagher. I- I- I'm not worried about – he hasn't really been playing center lately. Uh, they've played him a lot of four. Like I said, they they guarded him against Giannis today. They really want to put him out there against they, – they want to compare him to Draymond Green all the time. Obviously, that's not going to happen like ever. But, yeah, I mean he's he's has the more minute potential. Um, I think he'll be a better free throw shooter than Nurkic will be. I think they're going to be pretty similar on field goal percentage. Obviously, I would give the edge to Nurk. But uh, I don't really – that one game Nurkic had, what was it, Friday – or Thursday when he had yeah. the twelve and twelve, five assists and in, in thirty four minutes, three steals and two blocks. Look like, like Elkic. Yeah, I think the game. To, yeah, he's had some really nice passes since he went there. By the way, um, maybe he learned a couple things from them. But yeah, I think the game we saw on Sunday, twenty one minutes, eight four and a steal, is going to be more closer to what he's what he's going to be. So. Um. yeah he's it's close but uh, I, I'm more intrigued by Chris's upside and like we said earlier uh, and actually I didn't mention the first player that McDonough mentioned whenever he went on an interview it was Chris so they really want to free this guy up and give him big minutes but and also like uh, Jonas mentioned the foul trouble it's not like Nurkic is like Mr. Low Foul I mean he, he fouls quite a bit too so but no it's close I mean you you can't you can make an argument for either but I don't know maybe I just like the
1: younger guys and I enjoy them more, but um, I guess stuff. I don't know
3: if I can trust a rookie in fancy playoffs. For
1: sure. For sure. Yeah. What do you think, Bogman? You, uh, are you going to tie this up or are you going to side on Chris?
2: I'm tying it up. I'm going with Nurkic. I, I like Chris and, and I feel like your higher upside games are going to come from him. He's going to have some four steel, five block game. And, uh, I, I will not be surprised when that happens at all, but I'm with Nader. I think that Nurkic has the lower floor in most games and like you said, I don't want to trust a guy like Chris going into the the fantasy playoffs because if he puts you, I think the duds that you're going to get from Chris is like like we said, he's going to be in quick foul trouble. And he's going to have those you know three, two, and a steal nights, and uh, it's going to really hurt you. So I'm going to go with Nurkic for the rest of the season. Uh, but but I you know I like what Chris is doing, and I I'm definitely adding him if I can in any league. Well, obviously. If I'm I'm punting free throws, that changes my mind hard.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I obviously just want to point out that obviously um, garlic has brain power, as (laughs) now uh, Mike Gallagher, who enjoys eating garlic, and I just (laughs) ate some, have obviously made the correct choice here.
2: Omega 3s and garlic, dog. I'm (laughs) I'm sorry. Maybe it's uh, because. The Welsh lives only uh you know an hour away from me. Do I smell another garlic bet? Do, do we, wa- nope. we want to go totals from Nurkic <laughs> and Chris nope. from here on out in the season?
1: Nope. Absolutely, do I, it. <laughs> I've uh, I've only got the green that I'm going to do on bets. I'd rather pay money than do garlic. All right, we got two right, more player money? debates. I'll,
2: nope. do, I'll nope. also do US currency.
1: Nope, I'm good. I'm no? good. Uh, uh two more player debates as we've kind of extended a little bit for our fantasy basketball forum with our good buddies uh Gallagher and Nader. Number three here, but not the final one. How about this one? Two guys that have been uh, just recently bestowed the point guard duties. Yogi Ferrell in Dallas and Jameer Nelson. They've unseated Moodyer and Jameer Nelson, they're saying, is going to be the starting point guard. Let's start with Jonas Nader here. Who do you want rest of season, Ferrell or Jameer Nelson?
3: Um, Nuggets are going for the eight seed, so I'm going to say Jameer Nelson. As long as they're competitive, it's going to be Nelson. Just because Moodyer has been that bad and... And Jamal Murray's actually taking a step back as well. He hasn't really been that good in two or three weeks. So I think Nelson's the guy to play 30 minutes next, the rest of the way, as long
1: as they have the eight seed. Gallagher, what do you think?
0: Everything Jonas said, plus uh, you know that Jameer, Jameer won't crip you very often. I mean, Jameer doesn't really have those games where he's going to just say, man, why did I start Jameer Nelson? <laughs> where, where Yogi Ferrell will have those games. Uh, he'll definitely be a boo-boo to your field goal percentage every once in a while. But I'm mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, <laughs> and yeah, yeah that yeah, took yeah. me so
1: long, but that's the greatest <laughs> joke in the history of this show. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Thank you. Yeah,
0: he's really, he hasn't shot the ball well for three straight. That's gonna happen. We I mean, don't forget this guy's six foot. There's reason why he didn't get drafted. And we love him. We love the pawns, we love the yogi gifts, we love the picnic basket you jokes. It's a okay. Baby. Yeah, I, okay, okay. I love them. Like, you love of, them. And a to the fullest, but uh, yeah, uh, gotta, <laughs> like, it's got it's got to be Jameer. Like and like Jonas said, like Moody is gone; he's kicked out of the rotation right now. Murray hasn't been a great ball pat, ball distributor; he's just not the answer. He can't play point guard for more than fifteen minutes a game, twenty minutes a game. So, like he's like Jonas said, thirty minutes, guy who's got a high floor most nights. I'll take that all day. And JJ Bray is back too soon. I think so- next week. They're going to still start Yogi. I mean, everything they said is they're going to keep him in there. But, yeah, yeah it's just another roadblock, though, for sure.
1: Yep. All right, Bogman, what do you think? Yogi or uh, Nelson?
2: I'm I'm also going with Jameer. But uh, I, hey, I'm, I'm a little worried that if they don't get that eight seed and uh, you're at the very end of your season, uh, to the bench Jameer goes, and, and, you know, Jamal Murray is now the starting point guard at the end of the season. So I'm not very confident in either one of these guys. But if I had to pick one, I'm picking Jameer Nelson.
1: You know, I would throw out, too, that – The nice thing about this situation, regardless of where you – and I'm going to pick Jameer Nelson, by the way, obviously um, – probably in tune to why Denver didn't make some of the moves that we thought they would, because they're making this kind of run, and then they're pushing Jameer Nelson in as the point guard. Um, The nice thing, though, is both of these guys are paying dividends to people that probably put them on the bench. You know, Yogi had those couple games and then was like, "Eh, sketchy. You know, sketchy. Is he really going to be a future point guard uh, for the rest of this season? And Jameer Nelson. Jameer Nelson had everything working against him with uh, Moutier in front. And then Jamal Murray, who people are kind of talking about, as maybe kind of taking over the point. So both of these guys kind of having a lot working against them for both of them to kind of come through and be starting point guards could be difference makers for fantasy uh, basketball playoffs. But I think we all agree that we would go Jameer Nelson here.
2: Absolutely. Uh, The last one here. Chris Middleton versus Brandon Ingram. Uh, Gallagher, let's start with you on this one. You haven't kicked us off on any yet. All
0: right. What's up with that? Why when, when, don't you guys let me go first? Messed up.
2: Yeah,
1: well, wow. uh, I looked at this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, uh, I want to I wanna preface this because this one was specifically one that I picked out here. And the reason being that, like, name alone, Middleton owns it. But Brandon Ingram has typically been at least as far as I've talked about and I think you guys have kind of talked about probably it's the same idea as Chris that this is a second half guy he's a stuff and things guy Chris Middleton came back earlier than we thought and his performance is boosting up but he's also starting to sit out games he's not going to play Monday but he had you know he played 28 minutes I think on Sunday so you're dealing with a top echelon type of player that is going to have minute restrictions and games that are being taken away and you're having a young stuff and things player with the Lakers who's starting to come into his own in the second half of the year. So it's a very, very unique situation between these two. So what do you think?
0: I mean, it's still gotta be Middleton. Uh, I like what Ingram's done. He's been getting coached up by Magic Johnson. So that has to be the reason why he's played better lately, had the 22 pointer on Sunday. Uh, but, yeah, this was by design. He's resting on Monday. They wanted to give him a full allotment of minutes and then rest them. So the plan is to give him minutes. Uh, one thing that I'm going to be watching is what happens on Friday and Saturday, um, a home-home back-to-back, whereas this one was home. They wanted to play in front of the home folks. They're on the road tomorrow, Monday, when this is, this is coming out that day. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're not, they don't have too many road-road back-to-backs the rest of the way. They have one on the 17th and 18th and then the 21st and 22nd. Actually then again twenty eight, twenty nine, so actually it was a decent amount. But I figured by then he'll be he'll be kind of in a groove that's you know a few weeks away. So give me him, but I I like what I've seen out of Ingram. He's not really doing much in the defensive stats. Uh his shot selection's been a little bit better. He's not making shots though, which is a killer obviously, but it, it's gotta be Middleton.
2: Yeah, for, for me, I'm also going with Middleton. Uh I, I, I love what Brandon Ingram's doing, but I mean I still think the young guy inconsistency because his last three games, he had three points, 11 points, 22 points. I think he's going to be all over the board down the stretch. Uh, Middleton, even if he's resting on those back-to-backs, he's still going to be really, really valuable. And I think uh, the longer we go, the more he's going to play, and he has a better shot to play back-to-back. So I'm, uh, I'm going to go with Middleton on this one too.
1: Jonas, do you have an argument for um, Brandon Ingram? Who no, is, he's, uh,
2: he's had eight good games
3: since the new year. <laughs> <laughs> I guess counted so it's not good
2: Jonas just shut him down so yeah
3: I mean I'm, I'm a big Milton guy I drafted him uh two days before his his injury in the second round of one of our leagues
2: <laughs> I would so have done the I,
3: same thing him.
1: before the injury he was yeah. my prime we did our mock draft episodes he was like my number one second yeah. round target when I had late and then he got yep. injured and I was like well okay because
3: yeah. he was mad when I took him
1: yeah, no, we were
0: all we were all like twenty.
1: We were all about that turn, man. He was one of yeah. our favorite turn targets. Yep. Took well, him he, and, he, 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 I, I do want to say that, like, I mean, it's it's Chris Middleton. I'm always I'm gonna side. It's the same argument we kind of had last week when we talked about you know the all fantasy value team, you know the pre All Star fantasy value team. And I took at center. I took Joel Embiid regardless of the occasional games that he wasn't playing because when he was playing. They're elite stats, and it's not to say that Chris Middleton has gotten to the place where the numbers that he puts up are elite, but that game he had against Brooklyn, that was quintessential Chris Middleton. 20 points, 3 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals. That's what we're looking for here, and it's going to take a little time for him to push in, and he doesn't have a player like uh, Javari Parker that's pushing against him as the Bucks are moving through the rest of the season. But I do want to point out, though, that I think it's a tiny bit closer to than we're talking about here. And I know that the, the stats don't necessarily warrant it, but you've got a young player who's suffered from, is suffering from field goal percentage issues. But the second half, he's going to get more run. I mean, 39 minutes against Oklahoma City and 35 minutes against San Antonio. Give him more minutes. Give the ball to him a little bit more. And I think the window closes a little bit when you start comparing the games that Middleton will miss and the minute restrictions to what Ingram's going to play in the second half of this season in learning his rookie year, but I'll still go Middleton.
2: I'm excited, too. I'm excited for Brandon Ingram with you. I, I feel like he could have eight more good games, Jonas, down the stretch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but I, I think uh, just Middleton has the upside. I mean, we're talking about a guy who was, like you you wanted the Welsh, a second-round pick you know uh coming into the season so i think if you have a chance to grab that guy and ride him down the stretch phrasing uh that's what i want to do
3: <laughs> one more point nope. bucks right. play four times uh for the next four weeks each of the next four weeks four times so if he misses a couple games he'll still play the same amount as
1: ingram that's a great point
0: oh. and one thing i want to add too he's only he's been subpar from the field he's only 41 percent from the field but one thing i looked up today it's crazy uh within three feet he's one of eight uh, which is which is twelve twelve and a half percent. It's just crazy. Um, that's meanwhile, weird. he's yeah, he's yeah. It's very unusual. He shot the ball really well, so the close range shots are going to drop, and he'll probably be like forty seven, forty eight percent, man. And, and we know it's probably going to beat Ingram by like ten percent, um, with probably yeah. similar usage too. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited with Middleton. Uh, what, how many more games do you think he rests, Jonas? You think he rests like what four, or five more, three, two more?
3: I say three.
1: Mm-hmm. I was going to say still two, or three. Open.
3: East is still wide open, so yeah, yeah
0: that's, three that's or four. Right. I was thinking three or four. That first, I think that first road back to back that I talked about, that's definitely one, and then maybe one or two more. So yeah. he looks pretty good. Like I said, Friday and Saturday for the home home is going to be huge. Yeah, if you have Middleton, that'll huge, value. huge
1: on Twitter <laughs> at Jonas Nader on Twitter at. Mike S. Gallagher, Jonas Nader, soon to be full of garlic (laughs) in his mouth and possibly four pieces of uh, raw garlic off of my two from my uh, Periscope because of the uh, Hassan Whiteside bet, Jonas.
3: Yep. But I got a little (laughs) offer for Bogman real quick. Oh,
2: oh, Oh. yeah. All right, so I got an offer I can't refuse.
3: (laughs) All right, in in this league, uh, Bogman is seventh place, fighting for a playoff spot. Oh yeah. He plays the number one team and the number two team, which is me, next week. So if I take my lineup, will you reduce my garlic intake by two? <laughs> no. Oh.
2: Absolutely not.
0: Integrity, integrity of
2: the league. That's not, not even integrity of the league. I just saw I just saw the Welsh eat two and it was horrific <laughs> for him. I gotta see somebody eat four now. It's now it's an addiction. Now it's a craving. <laughs> It's worse than my porn addiction. I have to see people <laughs> eat garlic now. I'm all I'm gonna be doing is going to look uh people on YouTube to <laughs> eat that so absolutely not. no way that's that awesome. Is that a
1: thing? It has to be a thing
2: yeah well it's it's a thing
1: now I'm starting it. yeah, bogman's so. starting it and Gallagher <laughs> d- does Gallagher owe a piece of garlic or two?
2: uh I believe yeah i th- I think uh, Gallagher just said. Whatever, I'll eat the garlic. Like, I don't even think he wanted to be in on the bet. He was just like, I love garlic. I just want to eat some garlic, so I'll do it. Okay, so then... We'll have to bring both these guys back at the end of the season. That's what we'll do.
1: In the the next, maybe a month from now, we'll have another uh, fantasy basketball forum and we'll bring uh, Gallagher back. We'll bring Nader back. And Nader will... He will eat plenty of garlic and Gallagher will eat some. And it is going to be a merry time because guess what I'm not going to be doing? Eating any damn garlic and that day. <laughs> i'm gonna smell like roses and these two stinky mfers are going to be eating all the garlic and it will be so great but in the meantime make sure that you go to roto world and you check out all the articles find them on twitter at jonas nader at mike s gallagher and check out the roto world uh, podcast you guys still doing it like three or 20 times a day you guys are doing it like at an amazing clip <laughs>
0: Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, Jonas is on with me, Monday with Ryan, and then over the weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday. So we go four times, hell or high water. And uh, you smell like roses, but I uh, smell like ooh, ooh, ooh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do want to point out, though, uh, on this show, though, that um, uh, Jonas and I are the top of the No Halftime Pros League. So I just do want to throw... Also
2: the top of the garlic-eating league. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's
1: true. Jonas and I may be eating the most garlic. But we're also at the top of this league, so no big deal. So I want to personally thank you both for coming on. I love freaking having both of you guys on here. You're two of our best buddies, and it's fun to have this conversation here. You guys killed it. And until next time, and until next garlic time, I look forward to our next fantasy basketball forum. Thanks, for guys. You. This
0: was fun. That was, that was great. Yeah.
1: There it is the fantasy basketball fantasy forum with Jonas Nader and Mike Gallagher. If penthouse you look, forum. You got to like, <laughs>
2: what'd you call it? The penthouse forum? Penthouse Forum. You never read the Penthouse Forum? Yeah, yeah, sure. You know,
1: I know what it is. It's not quite the yeah. same here that it is there, but I know what you mean. Uh, if well, you're look-
2: sexy Tales of Josef Nurkic and, uh, mm. you know, yeah, that's uh, true. second half studs. Uh, I, th- I think you could get some, uh, I think you could get it done with this episode. Very good. <laughs> yeah, you
1: get <laughs> something done, I suppose.
2: <laughs> uh, if you're looking for uh, updates on the no
1: halftime league, check us out on Twitter at is it the Welsh at Bogman Sports. We will tweet out some of the results because. We are getting very close to the playoffs, and some stuff happened. Possibly I lost. Possibly Bogman lost. We will update the standings on Twitter to let you guys know what is going on with the No Halftime League, which is brought to you by NoHalftime.com. So go check them out with our promo code ITL16 with the best in the industry. It's it's Gallagher. It's Nader. It's Steve Alexander. It's Brewski, Chris Towers, Justin Fincerman. It's all the best guys in the industry competing mono e on a weekly-to-weekly weekly basis. And uh, Bogman, myself, Nader, we're all still in that playoff hunt, and we will give you updates as such. Uh, we will return to our format next week, get back into it, and we're really closing in on the fantasy basketball playoffs. So if you have questions, is it the Welsh Bogman Sports that is the Twitter handle. And you really want to be following that as well because not only do you want to get awesome super secret periscopes of me eating disgusting <laughs> crap, but also uh, Bogman and I do a lot of appearances all over. Uh, I'm on SiriusXM very often. Bogman and I both do appearances on uh, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, other podcasts. So if you want to uh, follow what we're doing, make sure that you are following us on Twitter. at Is it the Welsh and at Bogman Sports? Especially as the fantasy basketball season comes to a close. You don't want to miss a minute of the action. Uh, I'm going to go brush my teeth for three straight hours now because I feel disgusting. Can we put that on Periscope? I, it wouldn't be quite as entertaining, <laughs> trust me. I mean, maybe it would because I would just it be would feverishly. Be for me. I
2: would just keep laughing.
1: Uh, feverishly, get it out of my mouth. And, um, phrasing? That sounds phrasing. Uh, <laughs> disgusting. So I'm going to go do that, and uh, we will meet again next week for more fantasy basketball information when um, I'm not eating garlic. Things will be better.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I I think we might have peaked here, but uh, I had a great time. I know. So uh, I hope everyone else enjoyed it. And if you haven't seen the Periscope, you got to go find it. Go find it watch it. It's amazing. Go
1: find it or check out our YouTube channel or hit us up. We'll be putting the whole YouTube video with uh, Bogman's reaction as well. It'll be great for the ITL Army and Patreon.com slash ITL Army. Until then, I am the Welsh. That is Bogman. And you can't spell title without ITL. Peace out. Bye-bye.